You could do this whole entire episode in oh, Ireland. Absolutely. Irish act. Oh, I could do it all day long. <laughs> Wouldn't he Wouldn't be, that it be hard? amazing if you just carried that out? I could absolutely do that. <laughs> what you do so bad? Welcome to the Cinemasters of the Universe. Well, I'm your host, Adam Peterson. And we'll be doing today's podcast like this. In a world where laughter was king on the edge of space. Ludicrous speed! Go! We get together, have a few laughs. Masters of the universe! <laughs> <laughs> did, did I ever tell you about when I went to Meyer and I did this? I was walking I, I, I want you to tell that story. I was walking around Meyer one night. It was late. There wasn't a lot of people around. And I picked up a few different items. And I was going to check out. And it was a little girl. She was there. She was like, oh, how did you find everything today? I said, I think I did. And a few more things, to be, to be perfectly honest. And she started scanning stuff. She was like, oh, do you have any coupons? Oh, no, regrettably, I don't. And scanning things. And it went kind of quiet. And then she, she just... She, without looking back at me, she just goes, can you say more words? And I was like, certainly, which ones would you like me to say? And she's like, I don't know. I just really like the way that your voice sounds. Like, oh, thank you very much. I you don't need, actually sound like this. This is my real voice. I'm just a crazy person. You need medical help. <laughs> I need all kinds of help that no one here can provide for me. This is just it. what I like to do. I love it so much. It's that's, such a hobby. That's a great hobby. It is. Oh. Welcome to the Cinemasters of the Universe. Welcome. I am one of your hosts, the host on the left, Ron Avis. The host with the most. Booyah! And he is... Adam Peterson. He's over on the right. This is episode 16, baby. This are, we, is, are we already 16? I think we are. 16. Sweet 16. No, this is uh, The Living Daylight Side? Mm-hmm. No, License to Kill. This Ooh, is License this is, to Kill. This is Timothy Dalton. Is, are we officially in Timothy Dalton We are in territory? Timothy Dalton territory. Wow. We are up in the 80s era bond, bitches. Ooh, and uh, we got a pretty fun episode. We're we're in October now, officially. October, which is spooky season. This is Shocktober, baby. Yes, Shocktober. This is Shacktober. Shacktober. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're officially in the, the Halloween scary season. We get yes. to talk about some scary movie oh, stuff scary if we movies. like to, and that's going to be one of our topics movies. for you. Like the feature attraction, this, the the feature presentation is going to be a. What do we what do we call it? like a, a like a, a history of scary movies? Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's fair. Yeah, not a history of scary movies. Uh, I guess you wouldn't say, but a walk th- through the ages. This this is the evolution of scary movies. Yeah. To to borrow from our superheroes, yes. theme, like the evolution of superheroes. This is the evolution of the scary movie. Yes, so we're gonna talk about that. Uh, and of course, we got you know like from the post credit scenes leading into the future present or the, the the coming attractions. We got trivia junket. Trivia junket. And then we'll we'll go ahead and we'll save we'll tease we won't say we'll just save the final segment mm-hmm. for the third part for our post credits. Yes. Well, I, I I I'm doing a bad job as one of the co-hosts giving away the post. I'm doing scene. a worse job by I don't even know what we're talking about. You're here, man. I'm just here. You're a you're a butt in the seat, keeping it warm. That's all I need. I need I need that. <sighs> this is isopropyl alcohol. <laughs> oh, I've had a few drinks. <laughs> in true Ron Avis <laughs> Cinemaster fashion. Oh man, I'm really excited about getting this trivia junket going. 
Shall we trivia, start? Trivia junket. Shall we go ahead and get right into this? Let's I do got it. I got our music going. Yes. I got our question music. I didn't do index cards this time, but I did write. I I'm still disappointed wrote them. you I didn't do index down. cards. I could have done index cards, but I wrote them, I wrote them down in my notebook. <laughs> I took a. I'm already uh, screwed up the music. <laughs> it's all right. Mitch. Mitch. Damn it, Mitch. Mitch. Mitch is passed out, drunk. Well, I don't know if he's drunk. He could be dead. No, he's drunk because he's peeing all over himself. Like he's <laughs> that puddle is going to cause a yeah. fire. It's going to cause Those, a fire. I kept telling him, frayed wires. That is not... Urination. Urine and frayed wires. Never. <laughs> I can speak from personal experience. It is not. Oh, my God. It's glamorous. No, the Trivia Junket is a fun new, newish segment. This is our second go around. We had a great time last time. We did. I gave you a, 10 whole Ryan Reynolds-centric yes. questions. You gave me 10 80s movie-centric, yes. and then you came out the champion. You, you defeated Barely. me. You defeated me like eight to seven and a half or something Barely. like that. It was good, though. I probably would so, have given you the rest of that half. <laughs> I was not willing to accept it. I didn't deserve it. I, I, I messed it up. I got to take the loss. Uh, but we, we do not know nope. what the subject or theme of the trivia junket for each other is. So I'm very excited. Um, who, who should go first? Who, sh- who should be the first contestant of trivia junket? Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. I, I didn't. I'm I'll let you be the first contestant, then. I'm the first contestant? You're the first okay, contestant. So okay, so you're asking me questions first. Ah, trivia junket for Adam Peterson. Okay, the reigning champion. Oh, yeah. The reigning champion. You're just setting me up for failure here. <laughs> when I lose, it's just going to be that much sweeter. Okay, so your theme, first of all, all 10 questions are multiple choice. Okay. All 10. And the theme is box office worldwide Ch- champions. Boston. But oh, for horror franchises, Ooh. okay. I was hoping for Jane Austen movies, but well. I'm looking for what movie of a popular <laughs> horror franchise grossed the most money worldwide. And there's a lot of popular franchises out there, so you're gonna get me the movie out of the four that I give you that was the highest grossing, the highest grossing of the franchise. Are they adjusted for inflation? No, hell no, man. I'm not doing that. That's a lot of extra work. Okay, so you ready to do this? Pick the movie that has the that's the highest grossing movie of the popular horror franchise series. I think you're ready. And I I, this will be. I thought this would be fun because you know, like you and I are both kind of you know we're we're very aware of what's going on in the box office. We we like to track that. We like to follow it. I follow Box Office Mojo. You know, like you for months was keeping a very sharp eye on whether or not Endgame was going to overtake yes. Avatar for you know the number one yes. worldwide champion. So I, I know for a fact that you keep a close eye on these things too. So I'm very, I'm, I'll be very curious to see just how knowledgeable you are when it comes to box office winners in these ten franchises. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm not. I am not confident right now. I will tell you that right now. All right. Question number one. This is the Conjuring universe. Okay. Okay. Which of these four Conjuring Universe movies is the highest grossing? Was it A, The Conjuring, B, The Conjuring 2, C, The Nun, or D, Annabelle? Um, Worldwide. Worldwide. Not just the US. So you gotta think about what all those other people overseas think about these movies. Which is tricky because you don't always know. No, I don't know what the Chinese were ever thinking. You never know what the Chinese are thinking. What China is thinking. (laughs) 
Well, and because and China's, I mean, China's a big market. Oh, yeah, um, huge. It's probably the second, and, wouldn't you and, say, yeah, at this point? And they are picky when it comes to ghosts and stuff. Mm. Of that are nature. they? I didn't know that. Yes, they was not aware. That's why Ghostbusters was not aired in um well, they China. hate women. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. That's true. They also, that's China for you. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. They love <gasps> women. Love and women. China. We love China. That's Japan that hates women. No, yes. <laughs> um, I, f- I feel like what makes the most sense would be The Conjuring 2. Mm-hmm. Um, the Conjuring being 1. Being a sequel. Being a sequel. Yeah. And it, I, I liked it a lot better than, than the first one. I mean, Did the first, first one. Yeah, the, yeah, the Conjuring 2 is my favorite of all four of those. It's movies. actually really good, yeah. I um, love the first one, though. Uh, and with everything else being the first iteration and as successful as that whole series has been, it feels like The Conjuring 2 would have been, would have been, because uh, you had Annabelle, did you, was Annabelle in there? Annabelle, yeah. Annabelle and the, then. Uh, the first Annabelle movie, yeah, and The Nun. And The Nun. And yeah. I, the Nun, I felt like, was not as well received as, as everything else. I'm going to go Conjuring 2, and I hope that I'm not just shooting right out of the barrel with wrong answer but The Conjuring 2 makes a lot of sense a whole lot of sense but it is incorrect damn it (laughs) the highest grossing alright that's enough damn it the highest grossing Conjuring Universe movie is in fact The Nun really (laughs) 365 million and a half like almost 366 million worldwide wow it was over 100 million domestic, but you don't think of it as such a huge hit. I, I, think, I certainly don't. I think that's why it's so surprising. Is yeah. like it feels like because it wasn't released. I mean, it was a it was a September release, uh-huh. and it feels like when I was like after the first round of people would have gone to it, be like eh, it was okay. I would have not really. I would have not really known if it had been the nun. I, I was. I would have thought the nun would have been in the running for the least of the all. Of yeah, those. I. That's what I would have guessed. But shockingly, it's the highest grossing of the Conjuring movies. All right, so I'm gonna so. go zero for ten on this. this is, <laughs> you know what you're in for now, I'm, baby. I'm screwed. That's what I am. I'm it's screwed. the worldwide box office. <laughs> now I don't know this for a fact, but I would be willing to bet that if it were just domestic, the Conjuring two probably would have taken that. I feel like that. it would have. All right. Let's see. Now you got off to a poor start yeah. in the last one, so we'll see how you can get going here. If you can, if you can rally, because that was kind of a that was it's kind not, of a bitch it's right not there. Gonna happen. I gotta say that was kind of a bitch. I started you out with like a really tricky one. Okay. Well. All right. So the next one is the Paranormal Activity series. The Paranormal Activity movies were like number one scary movie in the box office year for over s- year. consecutive years for a while in the, uh, the what mid two thousands. Um, so which one of these four paranormal activity movies was the highest grossing worldwide? Was it Paranormal Activity? Paranormal Activity 2? Paranormal Activity 3? Or Paranormal Activity 4? <sighs> I'm going 0 over 10 on this. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm going 0 over 10. <laughs> The first one was a huge hit, right? First one, because it, 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 it was one of those, because like, they, they did the same thing with that that they did with Saw. They're like, just throw one of these together. Uh, one a year. Every year. One a year. You're absolutely <clears throat> right. So it doesn't cost a whole lot of money to make. And they all like did the same amount of money, I feel like. And <laughs> and the thing is, I'm mean, like, I, I, again, I feel like I want to say the second one would have been 
like striking the, like the hot iron. The, the first, the, the, the first one would because the first phenomenal hit. The first one would have made a bunch of money. Yeah, um, and it didn't cost a lot to make. But I feel like the second one would have uh, would have been like everybody. The second one sucked. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Did it have good word of mouth? I don't know. I remember being highly let down by the second one. And then it's like, okay, the, you know, did the, they come back with the third or the fourth? Because honestly, I can't remember what happens at each one of them anymore. Well, the third one was like the the origin story of the sisters. Okay. I think, you know, so that was of interest. Which one was the ghost one where there was the portal in the in the? I'm guessing that was four. In the. I'm guessing that was four. <laughs> I was way not interested oh, by that. Going movie. zero for ten on these. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the first one. I'm gonna go with the original made the most money. Go with the first just, paranormal activity, yeah, just the, the highest. Just grossing, yeah. You know? All right, final answer, number one. <laughs> Gone zero for ten. It was the third Paranormal yeah. Activity movie's the highest grossing. 207 million. Whew, man, over two. That's, just, just, That's another tricky one, though, right? I'm going to keep it going. In what series is the third one usually the highest grossing? I don't know. You would just, in, in a modern day era, usually <laughs> it's like the second one. That, and usually by the third one, people are like, eh. But not not in like the Need for Speed. That if I get if I get not any need of for these, speed, but the the, the Fast, Fast and Furious. And Furious yeah. If I get any of these, it will be pure luck. I can tell you that because I don't know any <laughs> of the I answers. Am I an asshole for this? I know, <laughs> I know none of the answers. I never know with you. You're such an you have such I, an encyclopedic knowledge of, of this kind of stuff. Okay, number three, the Scream series. There were four Scream movies. Yes. So you just tell one, me which two, one. Three, four. That's um, right. Oh, redefined the horror genre for the night. It's the same kind of thing. Like one was such a huge success. Yeah, it was. Two was two was still a really good movie, and I think a lot of people. Th- but it's when I was like, okay, everybody's like, oh, three is gonna be better, and then like, well, three was a piece of shit. Three so was a piece of shit. Four. Yeah, three was a huge um, piece of shit. Even though it had Jane Silent Bob. Yeah. <sighs> Which is the one redeeming factor there, at least. Um, and then, but did it? But, and then four was just kind of like four. There. Four was better than three. Four was better than three, but was it four, a huge I, I hit? Pre- I, I don't. But feel we're like... talking worldwide too. What what did the world like best? How Not did just Greece? Us. How did Greece receive these films? Was it positively? What did the Italians think of it? Damn it! Well, Liev Schreiber, he's German, of German descent. The Germans would have loved him. Oh, it's Germany's huge. I mean, probably third behind U.S. and China, right? We are going to see Liev Schreiber in the new Scream film. We see all Liev Schreiber movies Liev three Schreiber. times. He is wonderful. Nine times. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So your, your logic, although sound in the previous two, failed you. It doesn't matter. It's just you. a crap shoot. <laughs> All right, the second one. Let's say the second one. Uh, so Scream 2? Scream 2. Okay. <laughs> zero for 10. I'm telling you, zero for 10. Uh, it was, in fact, the first Scream movie was the highest grossing. <laughs> $173 million bucks. Zero for 10. $173 million. I'm going to declare you the winner? <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I don't know. I could do just as horribly. No. Okay. Next up. The Halloween series. I feel like you're going to get this one. Whew, and there's a lot of Halloween movies. But the four we're going to look at here, the four highest grossing right here. Um, Halloween, the original John Carpenter 78 movie. Halloween, the 2018 version. 
Halloween, the Rob Zombie 2007 version, or H2O, the 20th anniversary version? Well, I do know that the um, while the original was a huge hit, it didn't make a lot of money. That's why John Carpenter made the second one, because mm. he didn't make any money. Okay. Um... And the, and the most recent one would have the benefit of earning the most bucks, you would think, right? I would be leaning towards that one, um, but I don't know if the Rob Zombie did enough damage to make enough people stay away. Because the first Rob Zombie In Switzerland. One, the Swiss were not impressed. <laughs> Scan- Scandinavians loved it oh. because he was a giant who was well over 12 <laughs> feet tall. <clears throat> it was like, oh... <laughs> That is my box office, baby. So oh unpredictable. My. So unpredictable. They championed Avatar. <laughs> I liked Avatar. It was fine. I've tried to watch it twice, and I've never made it through. <laughs> Endgame is correctly setting on top. Um, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going 2018 Halloween. That's the most recent. The most recent Halloween. It was a big hit. Big, huge hit. Not not big enough though. It's not big enough. <laughs> it was released in October. It was released in October to make not as much money as. You are correct. Oh. You nailed it. You got it, sir. I got one. Uh the 2018 Halloween made 253 <clears throat> million dollars worldwide. Big hit. Okay, ready for the next one? Is this number five? This is the fifth. So I'm one for four. Well, you're one for three. You're one for three. Okay. No, no, you're you're one out one out of four. You're one, one and yeah, three. One and three. Yeah, we're talking records here. Okay, you could claw your way back to five hundred and get it even above that, because we're gonna talk about the Insidious series next. <sighs> it's another one of those like kind of annual esque one two flicks, three, right? Four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk Insidious, Insidious Chapter Two, Insidious Chapter Three, or Insidious The Last Key. I don't know why they wouldn't have just called it Chapter 4. Was it a prequel? I don't even remember now. Yeah, it was. Okay, that's why they but didn't. But City's Chapter 3 was a prequel, too. So weird. Um, Stick with the chapters, people. I really didn't care for it. And City's Chapter 3 is the only one I don't have because I really didn't care for it. Um, was that the one with the tar guy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that one either. Um, I, I, would, I immediately want to lean towards the second one. Yep. <laughs> for all the same reasons <coughs> insidious was a pretty modest hit but it makes it makes me curious if people didn't get enough from the first one that they didn't flock to theaters for the second one i mean they made four of them so yeah it made enough money to keep the franchise going right i don't the fourth one i believe was released in january and these movies don't have to make mil- hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars to get, keep getting made because they're no. so cheap but well, the fourth one was released in January, which makes me think that the studio didn't have much faith in it. So, in January, you don't make as much money. Times are a changing, though. <clears throat> Times are Times changing. Times are a changing. Um, and watch me guess, and it's the fourth one. I was just totally wrong, talking out of my ass. <laughs> um, Talk out of the side, buddy. Uh, who, who, who would blame me for second guessing yourself like crazy right now? Uh, I, I want to go with the. I, I think the first one. Um, uh, the second one, they left it open well enough that people would want to go see it. I'm going to go with the second one. We're going in City is Chapter 2. City is Chapter 2. City is Chapter 2. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Tell me it's the fourth, and I'm just it talking about it. It was the fourth. It was Insidious the last key. <laughs> Damn it. 
167 million bucks. <laughs> Question number six. January release. Get, get a taste of your podcast water. It's not over. Oh, it's over. Because <laughs> <clears throat> we're moving on to the, the best very... I can do is six at this point. And that's if I get every single one of these right. This is probably the of lowest. I've only gotten one so far. This is, in fact, the lowest grossing series of the bunch, but one of the most, as far as quantity goes. Friday the 13th. <sighs> Friday the 13th. Which of these four movies is the highest grossing worldwide of the Friday the 14th series? Is it the original Friday the 13th from 1980? The Friday the 13th remake from 2003? Freddy versus Jason? Or Friday the 13th Part 2? Which I assume came out like 82 or something like that. Yeah. So we one of the first two, the remake... Or the highly anticipated Freddy vs. Jason. Which came out... When did that come out? 2000... 2000, 2002? Uh, 2003? Oh, was it after the remake? I think it was 2003. Okay, okay. I don't know why I was thinking the remake was more recent. Yeah, 2003, Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, wow. Okay, same year. Interesting. <coughs> What are you thinking? Well, what are the, what are the people world love? Which one do they like the most of the Friday the Thirteenth series? I I don't I don't picture it being the first or the second one. Um, I feel like those have. You're abandoning your second of the of the series. <clears throat> like the, I I feel, I feel I'm like not trying to fuck with you either. By the way, I feel like it, <laughs> sitting here with the answer. It's all just a <laughs> shot in the dark, anyways. I want that crown. <laughs> uh, oh, you're gonna you're gonna get it. Um, so it it feel it feels like okay, the coin toss between Freddy versus Jason and the. I want I want to go Freddy versus Jason because I feel like that drew a lot of attention. And there were a lot of promotions for that. Like MTV. There, there was a lot, a lot going on with it. And I know, I mean, like I know that the remake did was kind of just the same standard fare. Yeah. Um, it was okay. It was okay. I'm gonna go Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus. I went Jason. to. I was very excited about that movie. I was too. I went to see it. And the music ended, so I'm just going to go ahead and... You're correct! <laughs> I got two. I got two right. You yes. got two, two. You got two out of six. Two out of six. You're, you're climbing up towards 500. Okay, yeah, that made 114 million, nearly 115. Wow, that's still low. That's pretty low for a classic horror franchise. All right, moving on. Here we go. Alien. The Alien series. Was it... The first Alien, 1986's 80, Aliens, I was like 1986's 80, the Aliens movie, Covenant or Prometheus? So was it the first two or the last two? <laughs> Which of those four worldwide was the most popular box office wise? Not adjusted for inflation. Which was... Co Covenant came after Prometheus, right? Yeah, Covenant was the last one that came out. <clears throat> Big disappointment for me personally. But it did, I'm sure it made some money. Because, you know, 
Prometheus made some money too. It, I, I, I'm immediately leaning towards Prometheus. But you got James Cameron in '86. That had to be pretty big, right? I mean, nobody really. But I mean, then again, in the '70s, I mean, those movies were in theaters for a very long time. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like you just. I mean, part of. <laughs> part of the th- part of the thing with making making money today, you know, your, your box office take is is bigger because more theaters, more theaters, yeah, more theater goers, higher prices. Yeah, um, that's true. Higher prices, lots lots more screens, um, so they always have an advantage. And I feel like after Prometheus, there were a lot of people that were kind of pissed. Um, but like people were pe- pissed at Prometheus. People too. were pissed at Prometheus. Yeah. And I, so it makes it makes me. I'm trying. I'm trying to come up with a logical reason why <laughs> people wouldn't go see Covenant. Yeah. Because um, they would. I mean, Prometheus left. A, it it dangled a very intriguing, um, like, ending there. Yeah. If if Prometheus was enough to bring in enough cash to say, hey, every, you know, we haven't had an alien movie since Resurrection. But this one's gonna be good. Yeah, um, that's kind of how it went. Yeah. Or did Covenant trick enough people? Because I still liked Covenant, but I know a lot of people didn't. I wasn't a fan. Um, let's see here. I'll go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give Covenant. Um, I'm gonna go with Covenant. Final answer. So all those people that saw Prometheus plus some more. Yeah. Prometheus. Son of a bitch. <laughs> 403 million. Pretty Damn. that's a pretty big draw. Yeah. I mean it was a big hit in the US, but it was a pretty good size hit worldwide. Yeah. So what? You're two out of two out of seven now? So it five hundred's impossible at this point. Or no no no, it's not impossible. If I get the rest of these right, I'll hit five hundred. Let's see how much you know about <clears throat> the Saw series. <laughs> <laughs> much like the uh, much like the paranormal activity, they were just one after the other. They were like the biggest box office horror movies. There's eight of those, though. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, I'm gonna narrow it down to the f- the first four. First four. First four. One, two, three, or four. Which of the first four was the highest grossing worldwide? And I feel like Americans are the most into horror. Does it not feel that way? Yeah. You know, I, they, these movies never do. The Japanese overseas. have an appreciation for horror movies, but yeah. not as big. It's there's not as big and wide as as yeah. the American. Um, they make some really good movies in Japan. Horror movies. Uh, uh, Mexico has made some Mexico, really. Yeah. Korea has made some really interesting horror movies. Um, but worldwide, not a huge, huge interest. Oh. So I'm gonna guess the majority of this box office is gonna be the U.S. I I, I, I would imagine. Because it, it's not a huge number, but I bet you they were all pretty consistently like hitting that same number every year. One, one was a big. I mean, it was a big hit. It was a it big was word a, of mouth movie. Um, and two, two got a bigger studio release. Naturally. Um, and I feel like people still really liked. It, it makes makes me curious if three, because by the time you got past the third one. It wasn't that they were bad. They were just kind of like throwaway at Samey. that point. Yeah, yeah, I was like, all right, this is... Like Nightmare on Elm Street. <clears> at this point. Yeah. So I'm... Still a fun thing to go do, but, you know, the, going, the allure. Yeah. Going back and forth between two and three. Okay. Uh, 
Alright. And watch it be one or four and be like, oh, you're wrong! <laughs> you're so wrong, dumbass! <laughs> you're such a dumbass. <laughs> you don't know <clears throat> shit about the box office. Worldwide. Which is obvious Worldwide. at this point. I'm sporting two out of seven. <laughs> um, I wasn't sure how you were going to do, man. I wasn't sure. Uh, poorly. I'm sorry. Poorly. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make you look foolish. I do look foolish. I, I, I fully expected you to hit seven out of ten. I am a fool. <laughs> do we need Gilbert Godfrey to come out here? Um, you fool! I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with three. Nailed it. <laughs> you got it. Uh, 164 million. That's higher than I would have imagined. That's higher than I would have thought, too. Okay, man. Right, so, so if you could nail these next two. I could hit 500. I, um, ooh. <clears throat> one of these I think you can nail. The other one I'm not so sure about, no. but I don't want to doubt you. I'm not sure about it. Because you can also just get lucky. <clears throat> Hannibal, baby. The Hannibal series. Which of these four Hannibal Lecter movies were the highest grossing worldwide? Was it A, The Silence of the Lambs? B, Hannibal, the sequel. C, Red Dragon, just sort of like a remake of four, Manhunter. Manhunter. Yeah, so that's, those are the four. Uh, this one, I would lean heavily towards Hannibal. Um, mm -hmm. I think, because that one had I mean, Sounds the Lambs was the best, but but it didn't have uh, it, Jodie Foster didn't come back. That was did, a weird. She didn't that come was back. Odd thing. Han Hannibal felt like it because Red Dragon was one of those that people didn't realize was a Hannibal actor movie. That's true. And he and wasn't in it as much. Not really. Not yeah. that he was in Sounds of Lambs as much, but it was you didn't identify. You wouldn't identify. Well, it, it Red didn't have Dragon. Anthony Hopkins in it, right? <clears throat> he was Anthony Hopkins was still in Red Dragon. Oh, um, that's right. He was. That's right. He was. But it was Ray Fiennes was the your um, your main villain, right? Um, Those and then Ed tattoos. Norton um, lit that dude on fire in a wheelchair. Yeah, it's <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. It was Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm sorry. Um, I'm gonna go Hannibal. Going with Hannibal. I'm going with Hannibal. You got it. You got it. This is a huge number. Three hundred fifty-one million. Because it was it was just far enough after. I mean, because Silence of the Lambs was 90, 92, 91, something like that. Yeah, it was early 90s, and you know, critically huge. Yeah, and I feel like that's one of those movies that probably hit much bigger on video. Yeah, it was it, those. That was. I mean, early 90s. You're still um, the your your theater market is not big for not as big for that kind of stuff uh, i feel like there's i feel like horror has and thriller movies have a larger audience now than yeah. they did um that that whole genre well just and grown. in the 90s horror movies were kind of in a bad place too. yeah so and but it, i don't even know if you would classify that as horror i mean it could be suspense it, it falls under a lot of lists i yeah. i mean i and some of these movies we're going to talk about later, especially in the feature presentation, <coughs> questionable whether or not they're horror, but we're going to talk about some. It's a big umbrella, and it yeah. covers a lot of stuff. It, yeah, some it's stuff, subjective, I guess. Some stuff feels more appropriate than others. It's, is it not horrific what happened in Silence of the Hand Lambs? All right, man. <clears throat> we're down to the final. This number 10 is going to get you back to 500 if you can hit it. 
and we're talking about Resident Evil. Oh god. <laughs> which there's been a shitload. And they've all starred. They've all starred uh, Mila Mila Jovovich. Mila. Oh. Milo Milo. Okay. <sighs> which one of these is the highest grossing worldwide? That's key here. Resident Evil, the first one. Resident Evil Extinction. I don't know which one that was. Resident Evil Afterlife. Again, not sure. Resident Evil, the final chapter. I assume it was the final chapter. Oh, I think that's the most recent one. Oh, the one that had like Guns N' Roses and stuff playing. <laughs> this is going to be a guess because I don't remember which one is which. I remember the first Resident Evil, people were like, like you know, saying that that was a decent I love the video game adaptation. Yeah. There weren't a lot of good ones to choose from, though. The second one was good, too. Was that Extinction? No, I think it was just Resident Evil 2. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think I've seen it. I'm not sure I've seen any of these except for the first one. I think I've seen all of them. Yeah. But I don't remember which one is which. Um, <laughs> well, Final Chapter is the most recent. So we know that Resident Evil, of Wait. course, is the first, and then the Final Chapter is the most recent one. So if you're following along that logic of most recent, yeah, it gets the bigger bucks. That feel, but I, I don't know how many loyal fans stuck with it to the end because it got to be kind of redundant and not as entertaining. Um, I can see that. So Extinction and then Afterlife were those are the other two you said? Yeah. I feel like Extinction was the third one fourth one. So we'll, we would say that we don't know the order, but those are probably the third yeah. and fourth. Let us know if we're wrong. Uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't actually care. Shit weasels. <laughs> uh, Come on, man. 500's on the line. Yeah. Three in a row. Can you end on three in a row? It's a turkey. Uh, <laughs> Alright, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go I'm going to go with the trusty logic that when you don't know, you go with C. And I think C was 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 that after C was what got you the win in the last was that version of trivia after afterlife or after shock or after hours whatever what was C afterlife after yeah show me C no you're wrong actually I I'm... <laughs> no he played the happy music I played I... the happy music by accident no it was the final chapter it was the most so... highest grossing grossed three hundred and twelve million dollars. Surprising. That is surprising. Even globally, for that. It must not. It must. It must have been expensive because like, <clears throat> I don't really hear anybody clamoring for a new one. But uh, they'll make one. There's as there's, sure as Mila Jovovich will strap on those tight pants. And got those, my tight pants on. Got my tight pants on. All right, Adam, you went four for four. Four, four out of ten. Four out of ten. Yeah. Forty percent. You're being held back, sir. Yeah, man, you would not, definitely be held back. Oh here. yeah. For that performance. Yeah. Uh, was that so, fun though? I mean, in in doubt. Uh, here's how did you guys do at home? Here's, did you guys do any better? Here's something we learned today. I don't know anything <laughs> about the box office worldwide. Anyway, <clears throat> I don't know. I whether, bet you would have fared maybe a little. But who knows? Who I don't knows? know whether I don't know what they're thinking in the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they're. I don't know how they're going about that. Crazy thoughts, probably. Uh, yeah. Oh God, here's my turn now. Now I get to be on the hot seat. Let's see here. You let me know when you're ready. I should just make up new questions on the fly and just make them super hard. Like. <laughs> Did you throw me a bunch of softballs in there? What was Jeff Goldblum's character's middle name in the fly? 
damn it. No, no, no multiple choice here. Oh, on this one. You God. just gotta know it. All you just must know the answer. That was Francis. At least I gave you multiple choice. I gave you multiple choice. I just, I just screwed the pooch. <laughs> yeah. We need that sound effect. A dog screaming and running away. Are you ready, sir? I am ready. All, All right. right. Here comes. You should be. You should be able to get this first one. Uh, this. Uh, what's the What's the category? The, the The theme is I went with horror movies. Oh, very good. Um, and so I have ten horror movie related questions. The first one is um, the the movie It. Okay, loved uh, it. Uh, this one does not is not multiple choice. No, oh, okay. <clears throat> I think you'll still still do well. Name right. three of the members of the Losers Club first and last name. First and last name? Yes, first and last name of three three members of the Losers Club. Is good with. I am horrible with names. Beverly Marsh. That is one. Bill Devereaux. Denbro, I'll give it to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh God, though. Eddie Spaghetti. No. Uh... You can do it. Ben, Ben, Mike Hanlon. There you go. <clears throat> Pulled it out there. I did. <laughs> that was not as easy as you thought. Ben Hanscom. Ben, you know, I, I, I was, you know, was he going to be nice about this or not? But I was not saying. I was not thinking that. Richie Tozer. Stan Could not Uris, think of his. Could not think of his Kasprak. either. Could not think of his either. Now I, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Now, now that you say him, I remember, but. Whew, man, that was a lot harder than uh, than you anticipated. Uh, you cannot give me any kind of, you know, you you can't take me for granted, because I will disappoint you. <laughs> and I love it. much like I disappointed everyone tonight. Oh, I'm a disappointment. Well, you know, sometimes even like a Michael Jordan's got to struggle through like an eight true. for forty shooting performance, yeah. but still win the game. This is true. <sighs> okay, so I'm one for one though. One for one. One for one. Whew, that was close though. Question number two. Hit me. Child's play. <clears throat> the first one. The first one. Okay. Let's. What actor provided the voice for the original Chucky? And I don't have multiple choice on this. You just have to know it. Stephen Dorff. Brad Dourif. Oh God, Brad Dourif. Uh, if you're gonna hit me with a bunch of name questions, I'm gonna lose. I have a bunch. I have other name questions, but <sighs> I think the rest of them are uh, at least multiple, multiple choice. choice. Thank God. Yes. Okay, all right, so I'm one for two. <clears throat> so what was the name again? Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif. I had Dorf in the name. Yes. <laughs> what, what was I thinking about the guy who was in Blade? Yes, he was in Blade. <laughs> he was also in The Gate. As a kid, yeah. Yes. He was like a small, like a teenager, I guess. Yes. All right, number three. Uh, Friday the 13th. It's not a given that I'm going to catch you. I think you will. Uh, which actor has played Jason Voorhees the most times? <laughs> I have four choices here for you. Okay. Kane Marco, Kane Hodder, Kane Stanton, or Candy Kane. I love candy canes. But it's a Kane Hodder. That is correct. <laughs> I was like, you're gonna get where there are there have there been four different guys? <clears throat> there Because uh, Kane Hodder played him for a very long time. He did he was in seven, eight, nine, and ten. Uh, so, oh, uh, is that it? Yep. Oh, shit. Somebody okay. different than all the other installments. Well, because okay. there was no Jason in the first one. 
that's a, true there was a weird kid that played jason oh well no um there was a weird kid that played jason in the first one yeah it was a kid and, and then, really just out of jumping out of the water is yeah. that the only scene and then the second one second one had its own third had its own fourth had its own okay. fifth had its own sixth gotcha. had its own well he didn't even put the mask on until what the fourth one uh he had a bag uh over his head in the second one because it was kind of a oh he put the hockey, hockey mask on in the, the third hockey one. mask okay. came on in the third one i haven't watched the friday the 13th movies recently <clears throat> I, know, and I know you went down that journey of all of them i watched them all I watched them all last year it was a couple of years a couple ago now. Years ago i should do that or not i don't know that might make me go crazy all right number four all right number two, four. Out, two out of three all right <clears throat> the omen oh uh this one i don't have multiple choice okay uh this is about the remake oh god with the julia styles yes okay. and liev schreiber I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't even seen it. So go right ahead. <laughs> well, I, I think you could still get it. Okay, I might be able to get it. Um, because it's, uh, what meaningful date was the remake of The Omen released in theaters? <sighs> if you think about it, because it makes sense, I think you could still get it. The date I'm thinking doesn't make sense. What date are you thinking? Wait. Was it June 6, 2006? That is correct. Oh. <laughs> I was sitting here like, how can I make that work for me? Oh, got to get my correct answer there. Got it. All right. Three out of four. Yeah. Let's see. God. Wonder if you'll beat me. <laughs> I could I stumble so. here. I could stumble. I think so. Right now, there's a there's a there's a <clears throat> touchdown throw being thrown my way, and there's not really anybody there to stop me from catching it. I just I could fumble it though. I could you just could. bobble. I could fumble, fumble the catch. Fumble I, uh. All right, here we go. All right, question number five. This one's about the the Exorcist. Okay. The uh, there was no remake of the Exorcist that I know of. Right? There were no. There were a number of Exorcist. There are movies. a number of Exorcist movies though. There were at least three. At least four. Yeah. Because there's the three. Yeah. And then there was a well, there was a new one that came out. Yeah. That I think might have been even directed by or produced by I don't know. I think it had something to do with the first movie, but this is the this is the original, the okay. the William Friedkin from 73. I think that sounds right. Yeah. Um what is the name of the demon that possessed young Reagan? And there are options. Okay. There are okay. options. Uh A, Captain Howdy. Captain Howdy. B, Sergeant Salutation. Captain Howdy. C, General Greeting. Or D, Mark. <laughs> Are you just hoping I might be swayed by one of these other choices? <laughs> oh, no, it was Mark. <laughs> you sure it's not Mark? <laughs> I mean, Mark is an evil name. We could both agree. Oh, yeah. It was Captain Howdy. It was Captain Howdy. Right. I will give you a bonus point if you can tell me the name of the actual demon. I can't. No. Can't. It was Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Okay. <clears throat> oh gosh. So you now have the same score as me I've, through half the questions. Four out of five. So I, I can do no worse than a tie. Yeah. You'd have do to. worse than a tie. <clears throat> All right. Question number six. Uh, this one's about the movie Psycho, 1960. Okay. Um, this was the first American film to feature what taboo on screen? And I have no, I have no options. <laughs> 
What was the taboo <laughs> seen in this film? Had never been seen before in American film. <laughs> uh, it's a, it was a taboo. Yeah. In 1960. In 1960. Okay. <laughs> I'm showboating a little bit here, but I want to say asshole. <laughs> Show me butthole. <laughs> Flushing a toilet. <laughs> you know you can see Anne Hayes' butthole yes. in the remake. <laughs> the shot for shot Gus fan. Now, you know what? I didn't know that. Flushing shitty. the toilet. I would have gotten that wrong either way. Yes. So, but I'm, 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 was... I'm very proud of my butthole answer. <laughs> At that point, you, you definitely had some room I to. I got my money's worth there. Yes, you did. All right, here we go. Number seven? Is this number seven? Number seven. Oh. Number seven. Okay, all right. Gotta get a little serious here. <clears throat> I gotta win this. Gotta Amityville win this. Horror. Oh, yeah. Love it. How long did the Lutz family last in the house at 112 Ocean Avenue before fleeing for their lives? There are options. Okay, thank goodness. 10 days, 28 days, two months, or six months? It was a short number of days. It was pretty short. But, but I'm not actually sure if it was 10 or 28. So I I feel like the movie really chronicles the days pretty well. You know? Because like, it would have scenes where like day one, day five, whatever. 28 days is a lot. It's nearly a month. It is a month if it was the month of February. Oh, wow, as long as it wasn't a leap It's year. at least a month. Could be more. It could be a longer month. It could be more than a month. I don't know. But how... I mean, there's some pretty fucked up shit that happened in that movie. I mean, it's supposedly in that house. Yes. So 10 days is reasonable. Like if it, if it started, shit started hitting the fan pretty quickly. And in the movie, it kind of did. Whether, whether, you know, they skipped ahead a few days or weeks... Things seem to get pretty hairy really fast. But the evil spirits didn't mess around. I feel like it's not 10, though. I'm going to say 28. 28 days is yep. your final answer? That's my final answer. 28 days is correct. Ah. <laughs> you have now beaten me. I have bested you. You have bested me. And that's five out of seven so far? Five out of seven, yes. All right, let's see if I can beat my best score. Okay. All right. I, I was I was not sure, though, man. <clears throat> I was like a kind of like a 50-50. Okay. I wanted to. Try, I wanted to try and give a little bit of a curve there. Yeah, that's good. That's a good question. This is uh, Halloween three, season, season of, of the, the witch. witch. <laughs> happy, happy Halloween, Halloween. Go ahead. In which town was the Silver Shamrock Novelty Factory located? And I do have options. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, you can pick a city in the United States. <laughs> I would not have known the answer out. Uh, there are four choices. A, Stillwater, Minnesota. B, Shermer, Illinois. C, Santa Mira, California. Or D, Dover, Delaware. Delaware seems like a too northeastern-y. I don't know. I'm not thinking Delaware. Shermer, Illinois sounds right to me. Shermer, Illinois, final answer? California. 
it's not necessarily where the murders took place. It's just where the, the masks were manufactured. I mean, that could be anywhere. I can't even, I, you know, I'm, you know, I, I know like a lot of people really enjoy three, like in a revisionist kind of way. It's gotten like a cult following. It's still a shitty movie. It's not great. No. So it's not something I've watched a bunch no. of times. No, I watched it last last year and I was like, yeah, this is still a shitty movie. It's weird. It's really weird. I don't know. I'm gonna say Shermer, Illinois. It sounds good to me. The answer is C, Santa Mira, California. Mm. Shermer, Illinois, is the uh, is the faux city where uh, uh, John Hughes. You stuff. Son of a bitch! You put a familiar, <clears throat> real like or fictional city. <laughs> That was clever. That was clever. And of course, Dover, Delaware doesn't exist because Delaware is not actually a state. Of course. It's not. That's a, a completely fabricated place. Made up. Prove me wrong. All right. So I don't think I'm going to best my best <clears throat> score, but I can still at least get seven, right? Can I still right. get seven? Yes. Okay. This is question nine. Nine. Okay. All right. Here we go. People at home can still win. Yes. You've still beaten me. I've beaten Adam. You beat me. You're, we're, t- we're tied. You have now. the crown now. I have the crown. We gotta make. We need to make like a championship belt or something. We should. For this. That would be amazing. <laughs> would somebody forth. out there be willing <clears throat> to fashion some sort of like token that we could yes. lord over one another? <laughs> we need to. We need to be able to taunt one another. Yes. Over victory. This is a. This is just a. A Wan-iverse question. Okay. <clears throat> big big fan of the Wanaverse. Where is Ed and Lorraine Warren's occult museum located? Was it their residence? Of okay, yeah. Um, and I do have options. Okay. Yeah, you don't just have to pick a city in the United States. I wouldn't probably have been able to do it. <clears throat> I should have put Sherbro in the way. What if I got done it again? <laughs> this That's one, something sure. you could slip by me, though, but memory is such, it's so horrible. I'm like, oh, Shermer, Illinois. That sounds right. <laughs> Shermer, Illinois. That's that, where. That uh, feels good. That's where Jay and Bob, Silent Bob, were added in uh, Dogma to Shermer, Illinois. Nice. <clears throat> um, Tribute. So your, uh, your choice here. Yeah. A, Dorchester, Massachusetts. B, Montpelier, Vermont. C, Hanover, New Hampshire. Or D, Monroe, Connecticut. <laughs> All four of those sound right. <laughs> I cannot think. All four of those sound like Massachusetts is like very kind of got a lot of like witchy type history, you know, like. But Connecticut, there's something about Connecticut. I just don't trust Connecticut. Too many, too many rich white folks. Up Connecticut. Connecticut. It's like Wednesday. Like Wednesday. Wednesday. Too many letters happening. And then you had one in Vermont, right? What yes. was that city in Vermont? Montpelier, Vermont. That sounds made up. <laughs> and then there was, what was the other one again? Hanover, New Hampshire. That's a real city. All four of these are real cities. <laughs> I will testify that these are all. Oh, whatever. And the earth is round. <laughs> it's not. I want to go Connecticut. Monroe, Connecticut. Monroe, Connecticut. You are correct. Ah. You pulled that one out there. I did. That was nice. I'm telling you, you can't trust those white people. It's Connecticut white folk. So I have six, right? You have six. Chance to get seven right this, here. This this last one's a bit of a curveball. Oh. A little bit of a curveball. You could be throwing me off from the bit just saying that, though. Like You could, could be. be setting me up. I could be. This could be the pre-curve curve. This could be the pre-curve curve. <sighs> All right, here we go. Curveball. 
Hit me. See how if I can hit a curveball like Serrano did in the, the final inning of that gripping New York Yankees, Cleveland Indians. This, American League Championship Series. This is a Nightmare on Elm Street question. All right. Heather Langenkamp played Nancy Thompson, she the did. oldest daughter That's right. of the Thompson family in Nightmare on Elm Street. In what TGIF comedy did she also play the eldest daughter? I, I know, I know the show, but I might. I'm gonna fuck up the name. <laughs> I know the show because it had I'll, the coach. It's like a spinoff of another show. Just the ten of us. That is correct. Yes. That oh, is correct. I know my what's her face. <laughs> Heather Langenkamp. I know my Heather Langenkamp. Damn it. It was a spinoff uh, of Growing Pains. You know she played Nancy in the made-for-TV Nancy Kerrigan movie? I can see that. She looks like her. She does. I thought she was hot as far as Nancy Kerrigan goes. Like, I was like, you know, like, Tanya Harding had, like, the juicier, more athletic buttocks. The buttocks? She had the buttocks. But she kind of had that trailer trashy look to her. She was very trailer trashy. Nancy Kerrigan seemed like the... She I, was a sweetheart. She had big gums. I'm not a big gums kind of guy, but... You know, she was a sweetheart. She didn't deserve to get piped. Like, or did she? <clears throat> I like pretty dark-haired women and breakfast food. Ron Swanson. Okay. <laughs> like, I know that's a quote. It is a Ronald Ulysses Swanson quote. What could that sound mean? Oh, folks, get ready. It's feature presentation time. It is. It's time for the feature presentation. I know you love this. I love this Absolutely. too. Absolutely. This just makes. Oh, oh. Oh, look at that! It is again. Oh, this is a bit more Scottish, though. You gotta do. You gotta throw in the feature presentation as the Scottish guy. It's time for the feature presentation. All right. Let's dance it out, boys and girls. Trying. What is the feature presentation again? We're going through the history of horror movies. Oh, we're going to talk we're, about the evolution. We're going to talk about the evolution starting from the 1960s going to the 2010s. Yeah. All the way north of 2010. Because, That's you know, the 2000... Are we going up to 2010 or are we going to current day? Current like, day. Okay. Yeah. Right on, man. The 2000... Uh, what were the 2010s called? I don't know. Because there was the like tens, the I guess the two tens. Oh, I, I don't know. Because like two thousands were the aughts, like the, right? Yeah, or the two thousands? I refuse to call it the aughts. That sounds stupid. They ought to think of something better. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm just. It was. A, I was a bit spicy. I'm sorry. I, I kind of turned into that song. Get low, get low from the window. To the window! I don't know, drive my balls or whatever. That's true. <laughs> it's that Little John fellow once little again. Little John. He's quite a fellow. This this is a big one, guys. This is a big um, one. I don't really know how this is going to go because we had we got a lot of movies to unpack We got a lot here. to cover. And I, I kind of like the idea, like, you know, we, we, we just, we, this, is a, this could be a very broad conversation. In my mind, I'm thinking, like, wouldn't it be cool if we could just sort of pinpoint the trends? Yes. What were the different generations alike in? You know, because that's how several generations we're talking about. Yeah, here. we're we're going because uh, not like the horror movies. Horror movies started in the sixties. They did because no, had, not necessarily. You got your, you know, your. But that's uh, like your mom and dad's horror yeah, movies. Like you know? the, if you, you're our age, the Universal monsters. You know, back in like the you know twenties, thirties, 
and you had still had stuff before then. But vampire saying, movies, uh, like Nosferatu. If you want, yeah, you if you know, wanted like to go, if you want to go back to like Laurel and Hardy, <laughs> those fellows, those guys. Um, but yeah, I just want to talk about like starting in the sixties. Uh, what what were some popular movies in the sixties? What was the trend? And uh, we'll just kind of go from one decade to the next. And I think it'll be interesting, you know, because we'll, we will. We'll see some major. Yes. We'll probably it's been it, it's such a, a large span of time. We'll yes. probably see some things that were old come back again. I have a feeling the that's the because uh, I, I I covered I went through the '60s and I didn't want to spend a lot of time. You, on the you're 60s. covering the '60s. Yes, I'm. I took the '70s and '80s. You took the '90s and the 2000s. I didn't take the 2010s. We'll just anecdotally discuss 2010. Okay. That's fair enough. That's the modern, I would say the modern day. Modern day. That's fair. Yeah. We can just, I don't have any notes for that, but I mean, it's modern day, so we should be able to pull it off. I think think we know what the modern day trends are. I think we know what we're talking about when it comes to horror movies. What if I did the whole thing like this? It would be so obnoxious. And I just wheeze. Burt Reynolds, this thing the rest oh. of the way. Oh my god, that was funny. My like eyelash, my glasses are fogging it's up. Right. Oof, this is hot, folks. It's getting hot in here. <sighs> All right, as we said, you took the '60s. So why the don't you get? Us, why don't you jump off the '60s? I didn't. I didn't want to do uh, too much in the '60s and, and get stuck too much there. There were oh, a, good, a couple good idea. Couple big things that I did yeah, want. Yeah, let's, let's wanted to the hit. big ones. Because the thing, the thing neither of us were alive in the '60s. No. Aged Shout folks. out their favorites. To the to the wise older crew. The baby boomers. Baby boomers listen to podcasts yeah. all the time. The baby boomers. We've got to have some baby boomers. Gotta have some baby boomers. Um one of one of my favorite horror movies from the sixties was Rosemary's Baby. Oh. Um, I think it's one of the sixty nine. Uh late sixties. Yeah. Um but uh it was uh it's one of it's Roman Polanski. Yeah. Um, Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow. Farrow Farrow. Um uh, and this, yeah, this is Roman Polanski before he got yes. ejected. For yes, some, before he had all, um, it was an statutory rape some girl. Yeah, 13. <laughs> uh, that's rough. That is weird. Uh, and he had to flee the country. Um, mm, but there uh, he stayed. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, not, not to politic. We digress. Um, that's that I think is my favorite, um, Movie from the uh, the nineteen sixties, as far as horror movies go, it, it may be one of the only ones I've actually seen, and I've seen it a lot of times. It's because uh, it's really good. You've got uh, the the rise of Hitchcock in the sixties. That would have been my guess. Uh, have, I would have thought Hitchcock ruled the sixties. You got Psycho um, yeah. in nineteen sixty. You got The Birds in nineteen sixty three. There were others that he did. Those are yeah. I wanted to highlight those. Those were a couple of his biggest ones. When did the was it the 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 rear when what, what's the one that you like with Jimmy? Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I don't have okay. that, but that had to be sixties too. Yeah, right? Rear Window was sixties too. Yeah. Um, but Psycho obviously put him on the map. Yeah, um, Psycho they, was big. They did a biopic uh, on um, Hitchcock. Where was uh, it? Ed Gein's that that movie is loosely based <clears throat> off of. He, I mean, there's several was, movies. That he was w- yeah, because he was a serial killer in Wisconsin in the fifties. So, yeah. And and that he had the weird thing with his mom. Um, he was he everything in his house. I feel like the person who wrote Psycho, because it was a book first. Yeah. It said that it was completely based off of like, you know, the The, stories going on. Up in Wisconsin. Up in Wisconsin. Whoa, what's going on up there? Keep her moving. Crazy stuff. Um, But uh, but yeah, there there was, and you know, Psycho pushed a lot of, uh, not just the flushing of the toilet. (laughs) Finally. Um, 
finally we can show there toilets were, flushing. There were no buttholes. <laughs> At least not till the 90s. Not till Anne Hayes showed up. <laughs> I was like, can we get my butthole mm-hmm. in the movie? Oh, chef's kiss right there. Um, but And I freeze-framed it. You can, in fact, see her butthole. <laughs> Recently. <laughs> I love YouTube. <laughs> Thank you, YouTube. What would we do without you? Well, I didn't you? know about the butthole thing when it came out originally. You couldn't like freeze frame it so easily back in the day. No. Still talking VHS for the VHS, most part. I mean, yeah. you had some DVDs. Kind of. Standard definition. <sighs> Tape, people. Analog. <clears throat> but yeah, so, uh, you know, and then um, the other um, the other kind of director slash actor that I really wanted to. I freeze framed it just to make sure it was real. I just want to point that authenticity. Out. I did. I, I, didn't, I wasn't interested in seeing her butthole per se. I just wanted to make sure it was okay. real. I just want to. I just want to get that out there. I want to make that clear I mean, to our H. listeners slash viewers. And H. I'm sure it's pretty clean. She's got a butthole. She's got one. You know, it's and there. It was there for a second. And on display for the world. For <laughs> Vince Vaughn. I'll try a, not to. I'll try not to bring the podcast to a screeching halt again. <laughs> yeah. Why? We should just do. We should do a whole podcast on Anne Hitch's Anne butthole. butthole. Well, isn't that what this is that all about? Be, That's what the podcast oh, is all about. We fooled you guys again. We, we went two. We went two segments deep into the podcast to reveal that this is you all in. about buttholes and movies. Anne Hitch's butthole. You know there aren't a lot of mainstream movies with buttholes in them. No, especially Anne Hitch. I'm switching to beer. It's all right. Switching to beer. Okay, please continue, sir. Um, the the other. Um, uh, kind of in, in my notes. I mean, some of the the, the big films, other big films, Little Shop of Horrors, the original one, nineteen sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, Manos, The Hands of Fate. Um, Never seen it. Who's in that? Oh, it's horrible! It's horrible! Horrible! It's okay. one of one of the best mystery science zero three thousand movies or that they ever did. Would but, you can now Planet of the Apes is strictly sci fi, right? That's would, not yeah. really horror. I, okay. Yeah, I would okay. I would classify that as sci fi. Yeah. Um, okay. But a, a a big portion of the. Uh, of the original uh, Mystery Science Theater um, fodder came from the 60s, all the kind of crappy horror movies that they put out in the 60s. Makes sense. Um, Lon Chaney Jr., Boris Karloff, a couple of the big names that are still making, you know. uh, Is this Ed Wood territory? Yeah. So you're talking uh, 60s are big time for those guys. But no fads. I mean, Ed Wood became famous probably after the fact. Yeah. Um, But uh, another, another big team, Vincent Price and Roger Corman. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Vincent Price was, I mean, he, he kind of owned the sixties and going into the seventies. Um, and so it was, uh, that, that was between Hitchcock and then Vincent Price, Roger Corman. Okay. Um, those, those are the biggest names I think. But I really mean, like Hitchcock movies were winning awards. Yeah. They were popular in the box office. They were making money. Hitch. Yeah. Hitchcock had a lot of pull in the sixties. Um, I mean, and it, it's, I mean, when you think about the, the kind of names that he had, um, with I mean, he had you know, Jimmy Stewart in a number of his films, um, Doris Day. Um, he had um, oh, who else? Hey, he, I mean, he had, he he commanded. He um, had his pick. Yeah, he, he, could, he well, was, whoever he wanted to work with. He was a guy. I mean, North by Northwest was not a horror movie, no. but I mean, he could, that's just yeah, he the, could pick the whoever thriller, he wanted to work I mean, with. Cary Grant. Yeah, Cary Grant. You know, so uh, he he was he was a guy. Um, you know, and, and really, that's the thing is like kind of in the same way talking about Silence of the Lambs. You could probably put most, if not all, of his movies under the umbrella of horror to some degree, because because of that thriller. You know, you could you could make make the case that thriller movies kind of 
some lean more towards drama, some lean yeah. more towards horror. So you, you got a little bit of leeway there. So I mean, he was he was known as a, as a master of of that kind. He of, was the master of suspense. Yeah. So and I think that's the really the birthplace of suspense horror. You know. Yeah. You got the Twilight right. Zone, which is yeah. very popular on TV. And um, he had his own show on. Uh, yeah, Alfred Hitchcock presents. Yeah. I remember watching that like with my uh, on TV like Nick at Night or whatever. Yep. You know so. Um, but yeah, that that is that the sixties in a nutshell. That's, I mean, that's it's just, it, he dominated. Alfred he, yeah. Hitchcock dominated the sixties. He, he really with, did. At the tail end, you had Rosemary's Baby, which really kind of takes us straight into the seventies, I guess. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I wanted to make note of the sixties because there were some some big things, and and those. I mean, those guys really kind of helped set up a lot of the stuff that happens in the seventies. But the I, I I enjoy the sixties. I enjoy Alfred Hitchcock and and Vincent Price. So so. Um, Leading 70s. in, leading in from there, uh, I like that you know you'd mentioned Rosemary's Baby. Uh, I I nicknamed the seventies Satan franchise, <laughs> franchises, killer beasts, and exploitation. So that's all you need to know about the seventies. That's pretty much <laughs> the killer beasts. Willard was the highest grossing horror movie Willard. of the early seventies, not the recent Bruce mm, Davidson. I actually haven't seen it, but I know it's based, you know, like there was a remake with, uh, with McFly, Crispin Glover, Crispin Glover. And I had, I didn't see that one either. Um, but from what I understand, it was a pretty big hit yep. in, in 1971. Now, um, the seventies, the early seventies and through most of the seventies, horror wasn't real big. There were some hits, but some of these are borderline horror too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the seventies, now, Alfred Hitchcock movies were really big in the 60s. They they were award-winning movies, made lots of money. In the 70s, like the highest-grossing movie in 1971, as far as horror movies goes, was Willard, and it made $19 million. Now, of course, this is not adjusted for inflation. $19 million <clears throat> is nothing to sneeze at, yeah. necessarily, but it is pretty low. And it gets even worse. In 1972, you have, I think it's John Carpenter, The Last House on the Left. Yeah. Was that his first movie? I can't remember if it was first or not, but I think that's John Carpenter. I think I feel like that's where he kind of got like his name out there, and it, it it was the highest grossing horror movie of seventy two, and it made three million dollars. So yikes, horror was in a probably its worst yeah, state that it ever was. Right, Willard there. I mean, really shines then. Yeah. So, but that was really exploitive. There were a lot of like rape revenge movies in that time. Yeah, the seventies were kind of. I mean, you had a lot of exploitation movies as far as like. Um, like your black exploitation. It was a very expletive period in the time. There's just a lot of those types of movies. They weren't all huge hits, but I define that era. Like I, I associate those types of movies with the seventies. Yeah. Um, now 1973, of course, the exorcist came out and it made, this is not even adjusted $232 million. Everybody saw the exorcist. If you were alive in 1973, it was hilarious. <laughs> Your mother sucks cocks in hell, Well, it scared people to death, man. It's it for sure was that movie that you had <clears> to go <throat> see. The special effects for 1973 were. You recently watched it. I recently watched. You it. sent me a tweet. You were showing me like that. You know, it was just right around when the crab walk began, which actually was was that released in theaters, but not in the home release, and then they put it back in for, or was it cut entirely? In, I think it was cut entirely because okay. I feel like it was in the director's cut that came out in the early 2000s. Yeah. They made a big deal out of that, but I, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was just something that was in theaters 
and was it in any of the home releases or not? But I'll take your word. They and they, I mean they pushed they pushed a lot of boundaries with that too. I mean it was it was based on the book by William Peter Blatty, um, and it was uh, which is based on a true story, right? I mean it was uh, there was and the person that it's based off of is still alive. I think. I think so. Yeah, I believe they're still alive. They want like no publicity whatsoever, but launched the career of Linda Blair. It did. It Not didn't it do a whole lot for her necessarily. Career, I mean, she, she did was, a lot of. I mean, I think she was in a one of those like exploitation prison movies. She was in a. She was in a few. She things. was in Repossessed with Leslie Nielsen. Yes. Uh, Great film. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Great film. <laughs> And in, it was actually scary. So go figure. She was. I know she's in the third one. Was she in the? I think she might have been in the second one too. I can't remember. Um, um but I don't. Was she in the third one? I don't remember her in the third one. one. Heretic, or was the second one heretic? I, can't I think remember. the second one was heretic. Okay, then maybe she wasn't because the guy that played uh, Father, what's his face? That uh, Father one, May I? <laughs> the one that wasn't Max von Sydow. The other guy. The guy that looked like he's the, the love, younger guy. The guy that looked like he's the love child of John Kerry and Alan Alda. Um, <laughs> that's father. I can't even remember. Oh his name my god, that's dead on. I, I'm not sure. But, but yeah, he was in the third one too. Can't even remember people's names, dude. Come on. Uh, but yeah, that so that that goes along with the Satan. I mean, you know, Rosemary's Baby in the late '60s. Uh, this was. It, I mean, there are going to be a ton of scary like satan satanic panic type things coming out around the 70s uh, that whole I they mean, weren't all as big a hit as the exorcist but they, that's when they the floodgates opened because well, you had i mean like you had real i mean you had charlie manson um you know you had i mean amityville was a, well the omen came out in 76 yeah. that was actually the omen only made four million dollars Great, Gregory Peck in that. It made a it. It's famous, but it was a box office dud. So how did that work? I don't know. It's just a very notorious movie. Nineteen seventy four. Going back to the exploitation style horror. That's uh, Toby Hop. I think it was a Toby Hopper. Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper. Texas Chainsaw Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, scared up six or thirty million, which is gigantic for a movie that cost probably fifty bucks to make. Because who was the guy that played uh, that played Leatherface? Oh, I don't remember. I'll think of his name. Big time bonus points if you can think of that without cheating. But yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Toby Hooper, who who went on to to make uh, other notable movies, but that was his probably most yeah. famous. Uh, Nineteen seventy five, uh, questionable, but it goes along with my killer beasts is Jaws. Yeah, I I think it's a horror movie. I think the Jaws franchise, I mean, because it was, you know, the whole, it was meant to terrify you. Yes. Oh, I can't go in the water. Yes. There's, it's a shark, but that shark definitely seemed to have an agenda. That was a, that, that was a shark with, who was an antagonist. He had, he had some business he to He had it out to. for that family in He's particular. Like, yeah, I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah. But Jaws was, I mean, it, it's responsible for the summer blockbuster season. Yep. I mean, that's how big it was. $260 million. Um, which is. Amity Island. That's where it took place. Amityville, not not unlike Amityville, which is going to come up to Carrie, nineteen seventy six, which is the beginnings of the Stephen King era. Yep. So that'll come up 
several times in future topics, not topics, but uh, within this conversation. Uh, yeah, so Carrie was the highest grossing horror movie of 76. Uh, it made 33 million. And I put, I wrote, I noted The Omen because it is so notorious and famous with Damien and everything. Uh, 1977, the highest grossing horror movie was The Exorcist 2. You know, obviously that was going to make a lot of money. Now, it paled in comparison to the original as far as money t it took in. It was only 30 million. Not bad oh. for 1977, but, you know. But The Hills Have Eyes was the second highest grossing. Wes Craven. Wes Craven, baby. And that made $25 million, which is pretty huge considering what that movie is. I mean, that is like playing on everybody's fears of being out somewhere in a... a stranded. Stranded, yeah. Which played off the whole Texas Chainsaw Massacre yep. fear, you know. You don't want to get stranded. And, and then in another movie that wasn't necessarily horror, but... Um, Oh, gosh, what am I thinking? With Burt Reynolds and Ned Beatty. Um, oh, Deliverance. Deliverance, yeah, another 70s movie. Yep. It kind of, like, you, you might even fit in, you know, being <laughs> stranded in yeah. a, like, rural area. So you, you just don't want to do that. And I've been in some pretty rural areas, and it can be kind of scary. Well, when, when you think, I mean, like, that's one of those things I think we would we take for granted in a, in a, a day and age like we, we live in today with all the amenities we have. It's like, okay, yeah. if you were lost... Or you were, I mean, if you were stranded, you had no means of contact anyone. No one knew where you were. You didn't, yeah. you didn't know where you were or how to get to where you were going. And it was always in a very remote place where it's like, oh, it's not like, ah, that's just a mile and a half back to the yeah, shell Yeah, cell phones kind of, yeah. like, that's why a lot of modern horror movies take place in the 70s, 80s, because cell phones ruin everything yeah. as far as horror movies go. Everybody knows that. Um, so Jaws 2 was the number one horror movie in 1978 actually made 102 million it's nowhere it's not even in the same league as the first jaws movie but it still made a ton of movie money because i think spielberg still had something to do with the second i think one. so i think he had to i don't think he wanted to but i think he had to um halloween came out in 1978 47 yeah. million that's huge for what it was as you correctly pointed out when we were doing the trivia earlier and it was like night it was a hit but it wasn't like you know and carpenter didn't get, didn't get much of the money no he didn't that's, and that's why I did that's the why I did one, the huh? second one because he made sure that he was going to get a bigger cut of the profit. Invasion of the Body Snatchers was <clears> big <throat> that year, twenty five million with Donald Sutherland doing the. Oh, you've seen the video. Oh, Donnie. Uh, Donnie and in nineteen seventy nine, more of the <clears throat> more of the like horror kind of like satanic, paranormal, supernatural kind of stuff. Amityville Horror. Amity is at it once again, and that made eighty six million dollars. Huge. They, they, there was a lot of. I mean, you had the Charlie Manson stuff. Mm. Um, you, I mean, there was, there was. I, I think it was the thing of, with with that kind of stuff was people were very intrigued by, you know, the occult kind the of occult. stuff. The occult, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. It, it was, you know, this. Uh, you're coming off of. I mean, the the. I bet you Ouija board sales were never higher than they <clears> were in this period the, of time. The '60s was still kind of a subdued culture. You had the hippies coming out. Yeah. You know, starting to starting to kind of peacefully break away from a lot of the uh, um, the moral constraints of the, the '50s persona kind of implied. Yeah. But by the time you got to the '70s, there was this the, a, a definitive rebellion of you know Judeo Christian stuff. So that you had this occult focus, this oh, right, man. Satanism. Nice. Love it. So <clears throat> you had a lot of, and it was I mean it was very prevalent in the news. You had you know you had Charlie Manson, you had Son of Sam, you had. Um, a lot of these things were people. It was you. You have that parallel to what was going on in the in the world. People so really, Satan kind of ruled the seventies, kind yep. of. I mean, I put franchises because it's sort of the birth. 
it was birth, it was birth of the yeah. beginnings of what a franchise would yep. become. Full blown in the eighties, but oh, yeah. uh, you know, and, and you know the killer beasts. There were there were a ton of like croc, like alligators, oh, yeah. huge bugs. Like there was a ton of beast movies. Yeah, they just weren't huge hits, but they were everywhere. There were a lot and, of knockoffs. And they, because you, you have, I mean, you have those like an orca. Orca. <laughs> <laughs> there is you name an animal, and it would kill it. Oh. It went like crazy on a community, a coastal community somewhere. Killer ferrets. Oh, <laughs> these stoats are everywhere. Weasel. I'm sure it's out there. Uh, but anyway, so the 80s I, I dubbed the serialized slasher slash wolves. <laughs> In particular, one year werewolves like, was like wolves. everywhere. Like the 80s wolves. were dominated by wolves. Fucking wolves. Wolves everywhere. As Seal would say. The howling. Is that yeah, we'll getting? get there for sure. So the 80s. And and I also put this was a bridge to the Stephen King full blown Stephen King adaptation era. Yep. Uh, you know it really started with Carrie, but it continued in full force with '80s The Shining, forty four million, the biggest you know horror movie of that year. <clears throat> but Friday the Thirteenth, notable, thirty nine million, big for that. Uh, and that was part one, and that that happened right at the beginning of the '80s. Kevin Bacon, he nice. was in that. Uh, 1981 was the werewolf year. I mean, that had the highest grossing movie was American Werewolf in in London. London. Yep. Which is a great movie. It is. It's really good. The effects are amazing. That transformation scene in broad daylight is crazy. Crazy. And that was Griffin Dunn, which who he's, he's no, like, I don't like Griffin Dunn should always and forever be known for that. But you know what? I always think of him. And I'm stupid for this, but like, I was just a kid when it came out was that material, the, Who's that girl from Madonna? Yeah. Griffin Dunn was like the guy who was, yeah. you know, looking after the bad girl Madonna. Yeah. I don't know why, but Griffin Dunn is who I, that's what I always, it's, it's so stupid. But I mean, I saw that before I saw American Werewolf and in London, but it's an awesome movie. It's really cool if you, if you haven't seen it. Um, <clears throat> also that year we had The Howling, Wolfen. These are all big hits. The Howling made 18 million. Wolfen, 11 million. Uh, Halloween 2 came out that year, 25 million. Halloween 2 was actually the second highest grossing horror movie that year. Um, so, you know, yeah, werewolves. Like, there, we, 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 took, we made a pit stop in Werewolf Town. Wolves. The wolves are coming <laughs> I don't know for what us. It was. There was a lot of full moons in 1981. Uh, 1982 uh, begins Poltergeist. Now, kind of like the spooky supernatural, like. You know, they carry over from, yeah, carried over. Uh, we had a Toby Hooper should have been gotten the director's credit, but I think Steven Spielberg. I don't, I think a lot of people associate that more as a Steven Spielberg director yeah. that movie because he supposedly like saved it or rescued it when he was off making Indiana Jones or something, I think. Um, but yeah, that was the highest grossing. 76 million is pretty huge. Uh, Friday the 13th, part three was the second highest, and The Thing only made 13 million. Which is a sh- which is criminal because the thing is amazing. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> um, this is a shock to me. In 1983, the highest grossing horror movie was Jaws 3D, highly considered to be one of the worst fucking things ever made. Uh, but it, it made 45 million. But that it's, it's it should also be noted that 1983 was the year of 3D. It, with the gimmick of 3D yeah. and coming off the success of the first Jaws, Jaws 2. Movies, yeah. It was like, you could imagine enough people go see it before they'd be like, hey, this movie's really horrible. Was Adrian, Adrian Brody in there? I don't know. Uh, it's been 
was Dennis Quaid in that? I feel like oh, Dennis you might be. I feel like Which Dennis one Mario Van Peebles? Was that the fourth one? Jaws Revenge. I think that was the fourth one. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Those movies. I, I, I can only watch the first one, to be honest. Uh, Psycho 2 was the highest, second highest grossing. That I, I've never seen that. Uh, there were four of them. Yeah. Before the remake. But one of them was like a made for Showtime movie, I think. Um, Twilight Zone, the movie, was the third highest horror movie. And that was great. I mean, that, Dan that's Aykroyd. kind of a one off. It did start with Dan Aykroyd, John Lithgow. Uh, and it wasn't um, uh, uh, William Shatner also? No, no, no. William Shatner played the perversion that John Lithgow played yep. in the TV show version. Yep. Uh, but also one of the grisliest movie deaths ever, too, with the helicopter scene in yep. Vietnam. Yeah, because um, was it uh, was John Landis? Directing? It was John Landis yeah, who was, was directing John that. Landis. Yeah, because it was one of those things where like directors took, like he Spielberg took did one, I think. Yeah, and Landis took a lot of. I mean, there was, I mean, criminal proceedings that he kind of fled the country too, to be yeah, honest. There was they, they were unsure how that one was going to play out. Yeah, but we, we, <clears> we lost a pretty. Who was the actor that we lost? I mean, there were several actors. There were some, but there was a really well-known actor that yeah, we lost in there too that I, I can't forget. exactly remember. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, we can't you remember. Very you were very well known. You were very well known, but we don't remember you because <laughs> we were pretty young at that time. Yeah. Uh, night. No, no, I'll put to you. Okay, this is controversial. Is Gremlins a horror movie? I would say it is. It kind of is. I, th- I think it. Fall- I mean, Gizmo like, is very cute, but I think the movie is horror. Uh, I mean, because there's, I mean, like the it's Joe Dante a, has a track record too of making horror movies with a weird, humorous twist. Well, and like, I mean, you had uh, Murray Futterman, you know, when he's got the uh, uh, his his uh, snow plows coming through the house. It's one of those like, I mean, sh- dude, the scene with Stripe in the Christmas tree with the mom, oh, yeah, that's horrifying. Oh, the, I mean, the, the, that song, I, I watched that with uh, the boys. Caden loves that movie. I watched, it's great. Uh, yeah. but I'm not sure when to show that to my kids, you know? Um, the That song, because the song is playing is Do You Hear What I Hear. <laughs> and for the, I mean, for, like when I was a kid, I used well, to Well, you know I why I'm song. not showing that to my kids? Because you don't want to ruin Christmas? I don't want to ruin Christmas. You know what I'm talking about. Phoebe Cates. Um, but that was the, if you consider that horror movie, and I kind of do. It was but the that highest was, grossing. That was where we got the PG-13 rating. You're right. Uh, oh wait, no. You're well. The first PG-13 movie. It wasn't the first PG-13 movie, yeah. but it's responsible. For it's it. responsible for creating the PG-13 rating. Okay. Because they're like, well, it's more than PG, <laughs> but it's not R. We need something in between. Uh, or was it Temple of Doom? It was. It was the two of them. Together. The two of them together. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've, I've, I think I've heard both. Right. Uh, so yeah, that made a boatload of money in 1984. 48 million. Wow. <clears throat> Ghoulies was the 35. Really? Little Creatures. Yeah. Ghoulies, Ghoulies. made $35 million. The one with the video wow. cassette cover with the little dude coming out of the toilet. It made $35 wow. million. I would have never in a million years guessed Ghoulies. Ghoulies would have made that much money. Yeah. But there were a lot of those type movies in the in the mid yeah. to late 80s. Like there was Critters. Puppet, Puppet Master. Were, I, well, yeah. I didn't think of that. There were a ton of those. But uh, Munchies, I think there was one called Munchies yep. or something. There were there were a lot of because of Gremlins, it spawned a whole bunch of like Goblins, <laughs> Troll, <laughs> oh. whatever. You should watch Hobgoblin sometime if you I get the chance. I want to. I want to. No, you should maybe really for should. fun one night. No, uh, but but 1984 was Nightmare on Elm Street. Also, that was 25 million, which you know, high, really low budget movie that made a a, a killing throughout the 80s. <laughs> he's he's talking about doing one more. I hope so. I would love that. I think we could make it happen. 
but all throughout this, you got like tons of Halloween movies. You got tons of Friday the third, thir- excuse me, thirteenth movies. Uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies are going to become once a year thing. Yeah, from, here, from this point on. Nineteen eighty five. In fact, that was the highest grossing horror movie. Freddy's Revenge made thirty million, uh, and you had Fright Night, which is a vampire. There was a vampire craze there for a little while. The vamps. The vamps had to have their say. Um, Poltergeist two somehow made forty one million dollars in nineteen eighty six. The oh. Fly was the second highest. Cronenberg. Yeah, Cronenberg body horror, which was a thing in the eighties too. Man, I, I don't go for Video it. Videodrome. Videodrome. Yeah, I don't go for it. Scanners no. was Scanners Cronenberg. I can't remember. No, maybe not. <clears throat> Nightmare on Elm Street three. The Dream Warrior was the f- number one horror movie in eighty seven. Patricia uh, Arquette. Yeah. Breakout role there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, was the number one the following year. Uh, Child's Play was the highest grossing horror movie in the uh, 1988. Chris Sarandon. And Pet Cemetery was the highest in 1989. $57 million, So, But again, you had so many Stephen Kings. I wish I wrote... I, I meant to go back and write down the number of Stephen King movies that came out in the 80s. There were tons. It was like one or two a year. And there, because there were, I mean, there were a ton of them that just. And then there were like just like movies like Stand by Me, where ju- were just weren't full on books. They were just like short stories. Novellas. Yeah. He's written a lot. Because I was, I was trying to think earlier, because uh, he had Maximum Overdrive in the '80s, which was his only directorial um, effort, in which he was coked out of his mind the entire time. <laughs> but the '80s his... was dominated by slasher movies yes. and like serialized. Yep. They weren't always the highest grossing movies. But that's all they that were was, staples. Was, yeah, even the ones that like didn't make a whole ton of money, like we're getting tons of sequels. Yeah, just sequels, sequels, sequels. You know, like movies like Sleepaway Camp, and you got movies like. Uh, oh, uh, they were turning them out left and right. Oh man, it was just everywhere. So that's what I think of in the '80s. I feel like that was like the big trend in the '80s. Yeah, and it kind of. You're in charge of the '90s, but I feel like a big reason why the '90s were. The horror movies of the '90s were so big as they were. It's because of the way the '80s kind of that was because the first three years '90, '91, and '92. Um, just as I was going through, I, I was kind of trying to pick out notable films from each of the um, from the years that were '90. Um, um, I dubbed all three of these each was the year of the sequel. Yeah, uh, there was an, there was Amityville. Um, uh, Curse came out in '90. Basket Case 2, Bride of Reanimator, Child's Play 2, Exorcist 3, Gremlins 2, Predator 2. That sequel thing has never really stopped, I don't think. No. It's just, yeah. In 91, Alligator 2, Child's Play 3, Freddy's Dead, Howling 6, Puppet Masters 2 and 3, Omen 4, Scanners 2. But not huge at the box office. No, none of these. It was just, they they got into that mode. And I think that's... Home video successes. I think 80s and 90s is where... We got that got into that lull of horror movies because yeah, um, there, there it was no prerequisite that they had to be good. It was just <laughs> turn them out. Yeah, people watch them. Turn them out. Yeah, just you know that's true. They just had to be cheap. Yeah, because movies it, like Shocker, you know, because <laughs> you had I mean you had an expanding cable network. Yep. Um, VHS was just <clears throat> I mean like so many video stores are opening left and right. Yeah. 
and you had to fill the shelves. But I mean, I remember walking the shelves in video stores and just seeing like, you didn't even know what they were because they weren't like full blown <clears throat> theatrical releases on the cases. You just looked at the box cover art and go, well, you had to judge Maybe. whether or not the movie was worth seeing based on the box cover. Well, if you think about it now, it's like that's that's what we have in the streaming universe. You have we're being flooded with content. Absolutely right. Look, check just, out Netflix horror section. You'll know what most of them are. It, like yeah, you go through those. You're like, I've I've never heard of any of these movies. And it's just people turning up. And Nick out. Cage is in 92% yeah, like, of them. Holy crap. <laughs> How are these guys? They're like, they made three human centipede movies? Oh, my God. Holy Lord. What is oh. wrong with people? Um, Can't, I refuse to watch any of those. But uh, some of the, in, when I got to 92, and it was still just more sequels, sequels, sequels. Um, in, in 92, you did have Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. um, Candyman. That was kind of a new. That was pretty notable. Yeah, that, that was because it, it was nice because it was they it had its own franchise, but it was okay. Here's something new, something a little bit different at least. Um, and then uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm. Um, that was you know another one of those big ones that was out there. Kind of kind of that return to Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> wasn't Winona Ryder in that too? Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Dracula. And then ninety three, you had Leprechaun. <laughs> it's sort of a Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Batman. Aniston. We can thank Leprechaun for Jennifer Aniston. You know what? Whatever. What was it? What were you, a moment of silence. <laughs> I just think I think Pat Oswalt. Anytime I think Jennifer Aniston, he's got a great bit about like just Jennifer Aniston putting out any old thing every year, and it's just going to make the same amount of money. So you got the monkey with the Napoleon hat with yep. shitting diarrhea. You and you put Jennifer <laughs> Aniston, and people watch it. People will watch it. I mean, it'll, it'll make a lot of money. That was what, like after because it was. I mean, obviously when it came out in 1993, it wasn't like people were like, "Oh, finally, Leprechaun's out." Oh, I've been looking forward to this for years. Yeah, but it was when I was like, okay, now when they try, you know, trying to get people to go back and revisit some of these, you know, especially the 90s titles, they're like, ah, it's got Jennifer Aniston, and you're like, what? And like even you know going back to the original Nightmare on Elm Street, it's like oh I've got Johnny Depp. Like, yeah, I had no true. idea some of these stars were it's like yeah, they because they you know they couldn't make good movies. Did he make a wet dream pun? Was I this hope this so. is like pre Freddy Krueger pun times? Yeah. Though. Anyway, continue. He may have. Yeah. Uh, ninety four. The uh, some of the things that were big in ninety four that I really appreciated, uh, the Crow. Um, which you know that Brandon Lee, you you kind of uh, there's I mean there's a lot of lore around that you know with uh, sure. the things that happened on set, you know you have a comic book adaptation that actually did some kind of business. I mean it was a graphic novel. I still don't think Brandon Lee would have been a huge star even no. if he died. I mean you, you would you watch other movies that Brandon Lee was the in? The tragedy like, of his death and his father. Yeah, you know like that there, props that up a little. There bit. There were some things that really made that. Um, you know, I I almost I've seen a few of his movies before that. And they they're were not good. Yeah. No. Laser Mission. <laughs> not is that a real movie. Oh yeah, it's got oh, Ernest Borgnine in it too. Christ. Jesus uh, at Christ. no point is there a I laser like mission. The movie. It was. It's a bad movie. Categorically a bad movie. But there was a movie where he was like <clears throat> co-starring with Dolph Lundgren. I think I know which one you're talking about. I couldn't it's tell something you like the J- Japan Dragon. Something Dragon. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah, sounds right. It was called something dragon. Something dragon. Something dragon. I don't know. Russian dragon. <laughs> Russian dragon. It had Tia Carrera in it too. Yeah, she's good for the nineties. Totally. Swing in the mouth of madness. Great like John that. Carpenter movie. Yeah. 
Uh, Needful Things, one of my favorite Stephen King movies, came out in 94. The tail end of Stephen King. He was yeah. kind of like hanging on with like the night. Was it Sleepwalkers? No, what was the movie with the cats? That was Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers, yeah. Not big hits. Not but, great. Yeah. Um, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Which, which uh, is pretty good. Yeah. One of the best in the franchise, I think. Yeah, it's responsible for another big series that's, I'm sure, coming up soon. Yes. Um, then Partially you, responsible. 96, you get to Scream. Scream. And scream, and you know, you hit mid nineties, um, and then kind of we're full on like post modern ironic, yeah, nineties, you know. In in the early nineties, you've uh, kind of some of the what I was you focused a lot on um, sequels, continuations of popular franchises. It was yeah. just churning out a lot more of the same. The you mid- still had like Friday the Thirteenth. Like, was Jason X in the nineties? Um, was that early 2000s? It was, uh, I think it was early 2000s. Okay. Um, it may have been late 90s. But it was, it, yeah, I mean, it's like they're just, a lot of those they just lean on, they keep putting out. And people watch them. I mean, they make money. Yeah, um, they, they cost $30 million, they make $40 million, then you've made them made money. <laughs> well, the the mid-90s, um, it, again, kind of throwback to a lot of the creature free, creature feature movies, uh, a lot of, I mean, werewolves and, and all kinds of, all that junk, and then B-movies. Yeah, big. There was it was just a lot of Anaconda. Yeah, it was like a fairly big, but, deep deep rising. Yeah, that then, movie then you Williams. get you get into this '96 and later because you kind of had that new class of as you had the Scream. Then you had I know what you did last summer. <clears throat> um, you know all those. I mean, like the, and to me, that's what defines the '90s. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. We, we've by this point, like the teenage audience that was feeding into the slasher movies in the '80s has kind of grown out of that that because horror Donnie Darko horror really doesn't cater to your um it caters not specifically but it caters hugely to your teenage early 20s yeah. audience yeah yeah it was like taking a attractive group of teenagers and throwing yeah. out there it was kind of a throwback to the 80s it started off very sarcastically like meta yeah. making fun of itself yeah. very famously on screen yeah but once that petered out they just were like well what what is the thing that people still enjoy Attractive teenagers. Yes. Let's get a bunch of attractive teenagers. The faculty. You know, like yeah. just if you're a young up and coming, you know, actor, you're going to be in one of these like late 90s, mid to late 90s horror movies. And you, you started you started to get some of the uh, the foreign influence where <clears throat> they hadn't yet. I mean, you didn't. it wasn't until the 2000s that you had The Ring and The Grudge. But some of those movies were getting made in Japan yeah. that we could bring them over later in the 2000s. That's for sure a trend so, when we get to the, J- yeah. the Japan horror. Um, and then there was, uh, you know, especially coming up on Y2K, you had a lot of religious and apocalyptic stuff. Stigmata, um, yeah, end of, uh, days. end of days, a lot of Y two K for yeah, sure. Yeah, a lot yeah, of stuff that, that for a couple of years that was a very big, really playing off that like, oh, is the world going to end in two thousand? Let's capitalize on it however we can yeah. in the film, film franchises. So are we are we wrapping up the nineties? That's that's pretty much the end of the nineties. The nineties um, lost the horror lost its way. Yeah, it, it, it was. I mean, there were some there were some definite shining stars in the nineties. But, you know, if you go back and you want to look through 90s horror movies, there's hundreds of horror movies that were made and only a handful of them that are worth watching. The biggest successes in the 90s were the ones making fun of horror. Yeah. You got like the the scary movie things that were coming out, like making fun of horror. Yep. It's like we were looking at what what we used to like and made we turned a mirror on and made fun of it. 
uh, even repossessed, like in the early nineties. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of to me what the horror was. Like we didn't know what we wanted anymore. Yeah, it was. We were it, tired of the slasher movies. We we had all of this stuff here. I mean, all the same typical fare that we had been getting. And it was like, we want something I'm new. I'm surprised you didn't mention Jurassic Park. Like, that was another one I was like, in the same vein of Jaws. Is that like a horror movie? It, it, I, um, or is it just like an action movie? I, I have a horror, because even, I mean, even like with, um, in the Alien franchise. I mean, the first one I know I would classify as a horror movie. I have a hard time calling Aliens a horror movie. I think it, I think it falls. I do just cause it's terrifying. It, 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 it definitely has, it has that. I mean, it has a, a scary element to it because the aliens are in, in but in, aliens in, more classic horror movie. Like yeah. It's, it's like a stalker movie. And, really. and, and some, some of that it is, I mean like you, they, you know, kind of, you know, go in and out. It's like, and aliens is very action. It's very like, action yeah. oriented, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, you get into, I mean, you have the predator movies, it's like, is that just an action movie or because you have aliens? I kind of, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's like, it's kind of another stalker type alien. They're yeah. kind of playing off the success of so it. Very broad. What's your definition of horror? There's there's a lot of those because, I mean, because then even when you get into the 2000s, you have Alien versus Predator. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, you're like, okay. Which is pretty disappointing. The Yeah, they were both That was not like a great. decade set up for not a whole lot. <clears throat> for, yeah, not a whole lot of payoff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the 90s, you know. Kind of blah. Kind of blah. There wasn't a whole lot going on with with a resurgence in the teen, like throw a bunch of pretty teens, yeah. and then, then you know they'll they'll kill each other, and it's cheap, and they'll make pretty good, yeah. make a pretty good amount of money. Throw a nice soundtrack in there, you know, and and it, it matched it matched a lot again, you know, kind of you had that, uh, you know, and mimic more, that was like a movie that yeah. I remember being kind of like popular in the late nineties, and an and emerging um, that was Guillermo too, wasn't it? I can't remember. I know Mimic. Mira Sorvino was in it, but I can't remember yeah. much else about it. Um, but uh, you know, in the in the mid to late '90s, that kind of matched um, matched that same movie tone. You had more TV catering to the teenage audience than it really had been before. I mean, when you have like the WB shows, you get your Dawson mm-hmm. and and stuff like that, to where you're carving out more of an audience, a dedicated audience that you want to try and cater to. They weren't putting, they weren't investing a lot of money in these movies. Nowadays, they invest tons. In There's a movies. lot more put into it. But in the 80s and 90s, they didn't invest a whole lot. They, no. they in that that, I guess that was better for their margins in the end. Like you don't ever have a bomb. You don't make it big, but no. you never have a bomb. No. So. Because you, just, I mean, you could throw them because. You know, throw them on. I remember watching a lot of horror movies on USA and TNT Saturday afternoon. I mean, Chopping Mall, <laughs> aka Killbots. Killbots, yeah. Put on TV. I don't know how those things caught up with anybody. They're so horrible, <clears throat> but I, I loved it back in the day. It was. I had the other day. I just watched uh, um, the uh, the Banana Splits movie. Oh, you finally got to see it. I, I got to see it. Um, and? I own it. Um, it it's very much like Chopping Mall. Um, it's nice. great. Uh, there's, I mean, it's really campy, really cheesy. Um, ha, there's a part of me that does slightly regret that I own it, but <laughs> it's one of those like, you know, you kind of had to own it to watch like, it though, that, right? That's the thing is like, there's unless no you stole it, then yeah, you kind of like, have to own it. If I want to rent this, I'm going to have to pay five dollars to watch it. And I'm like, why am I so stupid? Or I can bolster I my collection. To, I was like, I'll just add it to the collection. Yeah, I'm stupid. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll watch it again. You do it, own it, the Punisher. I do. I own every <laughs> version of the Punisher. I own the Dolph Lundgren. I own the Tom Marvel Jay. baby. Marvel for I better own all for worse. Fifty-five Marvel movies. Damn. 
That's um, the guy. That's me. Mr. Marvel. Okay. Uh, so going so we're, we're going into the 2000s. 2000s. Yeah. 2000s. Kick it off. Um, the uh, In 2000, you had American Psycho and Final Destination were mm. the big ones. That I, I liked American Psycho. That one's got, I mean, it's got uh, a good cult following. Yes. And, Lots uh, of violence, blood. Christian Bale became kind of a big deal. That was, yeah, that really put him on the map pretty big. Um, outside of Newsies, obviously, and um, it kind of jump started the earth. That it was like an early front runner for like eighties nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, because you, you're you're. I mean, you know, what was it Patrick Bateman? Um, it, it was it was it was very. It, there was a lot of uh, made you think too. It was when I was like, okay, there's there's a lot going on here that I need. Like, what's real and what's not? Mm. And it was kind of playing with you. And I, I, it's. I think people were starting to understand. I want something that's a little bit more than just you know more here's thoughtful. A, yeah, yeah. And, um, and Final Destination, it it went a little crazy towards the end, but it was a very thoughtful horror. People series. shit on Final Destination. They shouldn't. But I I I, I mean like I've watched all five or six of them, yeah. and honest, I mean like it gets a little goofy when they're like, yeah. oh look, a book fell on the guy's head and it exploded. <laughs> like I don't like that. I'm like books yeah. fall on people's heads. Yeah. Their heads don't explode. Oh no. no. <laughs> But it's sort of like, oh, that kid got shot up with a nail gun. Like, oh, yeah. that's pretty grisly. But they, there were some very creative kills and, in those movies, and all they, throughout the series. Really. It was it was nice, uh, like because there was at least some kind of treatment when between like, okay, because at some point they have to figure out how do we ca- try and catch up with death? How do we get ahead of it? Yeah. So there's a formula, and I liked that. Yeah, it's a good call. I like that. Yep. Final destination, big one. And then um, 2002. Because uh, yeah, I think when we were talking about this, two th- the two thousands, uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll preface this with two thousand was zombie rific. Oh God! Um, yes. There, but within because the, the zombies just proliferated everything. There was zombies. Everything was zombies. TV, video everything was games. of the dead. This. Of I mean, the even dead, starting with Resident dead. Evil. I mean, it was just zombies. Resident. Because you had twenty eight days later, and Resident Evil uh, right. both came out in two thousand two. Yeah. Um, and I mean, really. Because I went through the zombie stuff hasn't hardly stopped. Still, no, there's it's still all kinds going. of because there's like your virus zombie movies and then your literal zombie movies, and I mean those, those Slow are kind of zombies, like your, fast zombies, whatever. you know. And, and but it, they keep finding interesting ways to like make me interest. You know, like it's redundant. Well, and because twenty eight days later, that was that was a very different take on it. Danny it was, Boyle, he, I mean, you know, and he put uh, Killian Murphy on the map with that. I mean. Part of that. I love Killy Murphy. Yeah, he's pretty great. So, um, but it was, um, and it was an English movie too. Yeah. Like it, zombie movies, like every all over the world, zombie movies seem to be popular. Like every culture, like every country has like a really good zombie movie. And they, I mean, they they've had them since the, well, I mean, well, 68. Night of the Living Dead. I mean, uh, Night of the Living know, Dead came out in '68. George Romero made zombie movies a huge thing, so it's not like it's original. But somehow, some way, in, in the 2000s, the 2000s just the, were like, hey, let's put them in everything. Yeah, they became the primary like threat. 2002, we had the Ring also Japan, come out. Japan, Japan horror. So movies, we finally yeah. had Japan horror. The in- coming Japan over. invasion of horror movies. The man. Ring, The Grudge. The Grudge. Yeah. Uh, there, I mean, there were a bunch of those that were making their way over. Yeah. Uh, those were a couple of the biggest ones. Because those, those were like the biggest ones. Yeah, and they had many sequels. So that yeah. kind of carried that. That lasted a few years. Yeah. Um, what was the movie that where it was like a like a camera would like capture? Uh, that might have been two thousand tens. I know which one you're talking about. Um, but I liked yeah. it though. It was it was an interesting concept. 
Um, 2003, Freddy vs. Jason. That was a big one because yeah. we had um, crossover of two big franchises. As we learned, it's the biggest Friday the 13th movie. Yes. And then uh, 2003 is when uh, House of a Thousand Corpses came out. Rob Zombie, mm. he joined the uh, the horror movie uh, director's club. Um, now, so, the, his movies always remind me of like 70s exploitation movies. It's a throwback. Yeah, because, you know, the... We got um, some cyclical action going Devil's here. Rejects is very Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't, Halloween even, I mean, it's, it ha- felt yeah. really kind of all 70s authentic. The first Halloween was good, the second Halloween was shit. I didn't see it, because I heard it was bad. It was shit. But the first one was pretty good. Yeah, kind of breathed, breathed new life into Halloween. Uh, 2004, we had the Dawn of the Dead remake, which was huge. Oh, yeah. um, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder did a fantastic <laughs> job with that. James Gunn. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they talented were, people behind that. Yeah. Movie. They and it, that was that was really the first time that they brought they brought zombies, you know, because we had Resident Evil, we had Twenty Eight Days Later. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like zombies were new, yeah. but this was a big budget Hollywood zombie movie. Bam in your and face. because those guys were so successful in future movies, people kept going back to it. Yeah. Yeah. And. It was it was funny because the exact same year they had Shaun of the Dead, oh. so you have that that juxtaposition of kind of that yeah. that dark. Comedy. It's a very silly zombie movie, but it's it, still it was a legitimate zombie movie. And there's more, more juice in that too. I mean, yeah. you had like Zombie Land and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that there's there's humor in any any genre. There's like there's like a Shakespeare zombie movie yep. or whatever. Pride, Pride and Prejudice and zombies. Zombie. Yeah. Like they'll throw zombies in anything, <laughs> literally anything. Anything. It doesn't even matter. It's like, yeah, add, just put some zombies in it. It'll be fine. Don't know what to do with this movie. Put a zombie in it. Have you tried putting a zombie in it? I'm well, kind of stuck on this this Shakespeare adaptation. Then 2004, also that was when we hit Saw. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, so every year, Saw, every year. and and it was. I mean, that was kind of a a, a divergence in the appetite people had for horror movies because you had that kind of torture porn. Weird hate that shit term. that just kind of came. I mean, Tim Roth. It just kind of. I mean, some of it was really gratuitous. The Green Mile. Um, oh, God, I can't. I, I mean, can't just hardly make that. Some of those. Some of that stuff it was just. I mean, really. I, I wish we had never come upon. Uh, the, <laughs> Me the, too. The concept of Saw was interesting in the first one. Yeah. And it just kind of. They always had to. It was intriguing, it. as was Hostel. That was yeah. intriguing at first, but then you see it, and you're like, "I don't. I feel gross." For like this just this. makes me uncomfortable. It was yeah. like, uh, "I need a shower and say some prayers or something." Something. Yeah. Um, but I'm, yeah, it was. I need to find Jesus. So yeah. So <laughs> then, 2005, continuing on, we had Land of the Dead, which was the first Romero dead film in 20 years. The last one he did was 85 wow. with uh, Day of the Dead. And you know what's sad? His dead movies didn't capitalized in the box office like no probably deserve and the the thing the thing about his that was really funny to me is um because i i don't want to take too much credit away from because he made good movies i think too many people read into too much of his movies and gave him too much credit for having all of these themes yeah and i was like and i think just because you're the first doesn't make you the best I, i think he started to think he was smarter about different things it was like because land of the dead was this whole like class warfare you know what i don't like no when people start putting their names above the titles now i know john carpenter does that a lot too not all his movies are great no yeah so ghost of mars not great enough said uh to skipping ahead to 2007 that's when we had paranormal activity Mm -hmm. uh so i had skipped back in uh, 1989 we had blair witch that was a huge success. 
so you go about. I was going to say, are you going to mention Blair Witch and the Sixth Sense and all that stuff? Um, we had we had a twist Blair, ending Blair Witch back phenomenon. in '99. Uh, so we we go almost a decade before we come back to that found footage. Well, and paranormal, I was wondering when you were going to mention found footage. Paranormal Activity was was when uh, in the late 2000s when yeah. we started plumbing the depths of that to see how much we could get from it because quarantine. They're, they're inexpensive films to make, and if you catch it on the right day, it makes a lot of money. Yeah. So, uh, you're right. You know what? Yeah, because in '99 you had the gigantic, massive success of Blair Witch. Yeah, caught with thirty-five thousand dollars. What? What was the next big found footage? It might have just been Paranormal. I think activity. Paranormal Activity really was what what took it. Next. And then, of course, with quarantine, you take found footage and zombies, zombies slap them together. Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> I'm like, oh look. And I, I'm not shitting on that movie. I think it's actually good. But but the subsequent sequels were shit. I have not seen those. I think they made like two or three. I need to watch the original record, uh, the the movie that it was like oh, basically yeah, a remake Spanish of. Spanish one. Yeah. Anyway, found uh, footage to me that's like two thousand in a nutshell. Yeah, I, and it's like I can take it but, in very small doses. Yeah. Because it's, it's just it's such an obnoxious vehicle anymore. Uh, I know. Um, what was the the one that uh, uh, M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong did? Um, about the two kids that go to visit their grandparents. Oh, the visit. Yeah, the visit. Yeah, um, that movie was absolutely hilarious. I don't really consider that a found footage. They they use like a camera, a steady like a it was, single. It camera was all shot cat. from that same. It, that was the. It was all from that camera. And the, it was, well, you're right. Yeah, because the little brother was making his videos and all that crap. It's 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 a, a, to me it gets to be an obnoxious way of filming things because you're. You you have you have somebody who's filming things in a, you know like you have gifted cinematographers that can film things well and are like well let's just put a camera in in Billy's hand and let him yeah. oh we're, we're like oh look here I am in the here's the barn where Grandpa puts his poopy diapers we're like what is <laughs> I like the visit I hate to shit on it I know you have a little bit of issue with it, the, it I'm not saying you're wrong it's a guilty pleasure movie I guess it's a good I mean like. The the thing that ruined that for me was the diapers. If you take the diapers out of it, <laughs> he smashed it in his face. I was just like, the guy's he shit in a diaper and he shoved it in the kid's face. I love too that he had to eat shit, not literally, no pun intended, but like he he was like getting all worked up and revved up like yeah. he was gonna kick some ass. Shit diaper in the face. I was just like, how how on earth do you want but me to didn't respond? Didn't that little to this? dude just annoy the shit out of you with his little raps and rhymes? He kind of so he kind of wanted oh, he kind of needed the shit diaper in his face. Because there, there, I mean, there were definite moments of that movie that were genuinely unsettling. Yeah. If you take the shit diapers out of that, that's a much better movie. <laughs> Why, man? That's all I'm saying. Why'd you? You could have left that part out. I'm like, that's I'm like, okay, he's got a barn full of shit diapers. What? <laughs> He's crazy though. I'm just like, point. he was escape mental institution van. He was crazy. He was that nuts. It, I mean, like, yeah, that's one of those things. Like, oh, he's a crazy guy. He's got a bunch of shitty diapers. All nutty like, people have keep their shitty diapers. It's like, well, okay. out in the barn, he's keeping them in the barn. <sighs> okay, whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> uh, other thing, the other things I wanted to note. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, because we found footage of the Saw franchise. Those were those were big. 
zombie proliferation horror uh, parody we have the scary movie franchise was yeah. big in the 2000s yeah so again carrying on what we were talking about the poking poking fun we like to make good horror movies we're like we're we're starting to like to make better horror movies i think so yeah in the early we're being a little early... more thoughtful with our yeah. movies the final destination movies got off to a good start yep so yeah so it sounds to me like 2000s is sort of a return to the 80s but a more thoughtful way yeah you got the serialized movies every year but they they're putting thought into them like like them or not the saw movies are thoughtful like them or not the final destination movies are thoughtful like them or not, the found footage was a it was a thing they stumbled upon, which is great. I I think the reason the third part the found footage movies are so interesting is because it's a third person movie it puts yeah. you in the movie. Um, now a lot of times, to be fair, they're they're not necessary. You you can tell you you could film a movie in a in a typical way and not even include found footage, but it became kind of a buzz. Like it people understood that if you called it a found footage movie, shot it that way. They're going to get some of the heat from those movies. They're probably going to get noted or noticed more because of that. But, uh, yeah, it, it kind of like a lot of movies. What was it, VHS? Like the, the, there yeah. was like declining quality, You're, you know. Yeah. It, it, and some of those moments are okay. There are some pretty creepy moments in those movies. But they, they got a little worse. Uh, but, yeah, paranormal activity, found footage, serialized movies, more thoughtful movies. Yeah. So then you... Again, but but also more successful movies. Yeah, higher box office. Yep, you're you're getting uh, you know where they would slap stuff together, and even I mean even when they would put together a Saw movie ever, and you'd have one coming out every year at things at, at Halloween time, there was still a production quality to it. Um, and th- that whole franchise. I mean, even when you consider Jigsaw being the eighth, and they came back to that. I mean, it was just a few years after Saw. What do they call it? Saw 3D, even though it was Saw 7. I didn't see it. Um, I think I stopped watching them after the third one. I, I've i seen them all. Um, and one of the things I will say about the Saw franchise, even though it gets to be a little bit gratuitous, is having changed hands so many times and so many directors and so many writers involved in the story, the the traps and the And that deaths. was James Wan's big yeah. first James big Wan hit. and Lee yeah. 1L. That was their, their, yeah. their baby. They started that. Um uh, but uh, James Wan plays a huge factor. It, it Warner Brothers it, is staying afloat, yeah, because of James Wan. It seems like. Well, I mean, because then he did, um, uh, he did Dead Silence. Yeah, which he was he, he kind of hit a couple of but like seeing eye singles, you know, with those. Like they weren't like huge disappointments, but they weren't big. Dead, Dead Silence because when he did. Um, Oh, uh, what was the one we were just talking about? Um, Saw? No, um, you had it in your questions. The uh, Insidious. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. When he did Insidious, he set out he wanted to make a quality PG thirteen horror movie. Yeah. Um, and I think Dead Silence was kind of a trial run at that that didn't go very well. He's like, ah, oh, people are freaked out by marionettes. I was like, hey, yeah, kind of, but they are creepy. They're creepy, but it's when I was like, it's two thousand four. <laughs> Who's, running, who's seen a marionette? Who's coming across marionettes with any frequency? It's like, oh, here's puppets. <laughs> Are people doing puppet shows? Puppet oh, Master was pretty you, scary. You, you gotta go out of your way to find a puppet. You really these do. Days. You really do. So it's when I was like, okay. Yeah, like an antique shop. I, I I get, you know, kind of all those things, you know, Puppet Master movies, Child's Play, all of them play off this fear of, okay, I'm bigger than this thing. It shouldn't Dead-eyed po- puppets. Shouldn't pose a threat. 
but here it is. It's this doll, and it's, I mean, same thing well, with the Annabelle, Annabelle doll. Yeah. Um, he finally found success with the Annabelle doll. So you, you had the Insidious movies, which I think hit a lot better. With, Conjuring. Uh, PG-13 movies that, you know, that really scared people. Yeah. Um, and some of it was jump scare, but some of it was legitimate, like, this is an intimidating story. This is a, you know, there's a there's a tension here that he's really created because he's a solid director. I don't know how many times we've mentioned how well James Wan uses space. Yeah, he movies. really does. He's a master of that. He, it's like he's such a pioneer. It's almost Hitchcockish, you know. Like yeah. he, he, I think in twenty years people will be remembering James Wan for pioneering, you know. Or and it's not even to say that's like a new thing, but he he reduced jump scares, yeah. which was like a big problem for a lot of people, me included. Yeah. I hate jump scares. They sometimes have their place, but. Every single scare being a jump scare, that's lazy. Yeah. So he kind of like he took he took the jump scare and replaced it with tension, and like mood and and in slow burns and that kind of thing. <clears throat> and build the tension, make it make the scare earned. And the in the use of space because I, I know it was, it was, that was that was why Annabelle, um, the second one to me was such a great movie, was so many of the off putting things were out of focus and off off center and in the background or you know it's when i was like if you're paying attention to what's going on over here yeah you might even miss the scare over here but it's it's when i was like it's it always catches you just enough like even right before we cut to the next scene you know there's just this little movement they're like ah, it's just enough it's not a jump but it's just enough to put you on edge yeah. that as you go into the next scene, you're uncomfortable. And he's surrounded himself because I know he didn't. He was a producer on the Annabelle uh, movies, right. but it's like he surrounded himself with other capable people that share that same vision, and that's why that whole universe that he's creating. It'll is, be interesting to see what the future may bring because a lot of horror filmmakers are taking their cues now from that. Look at a movie like Hereditary. Yep. All those same <clears throat> that Midsummer, uh, which yeah, I haven't seen yet, but I've, I've heard good yeah. things. Uh, they they all use that use of space and um, out of focus things. Like the most terrifying thing in the Conjuring movies is the scene where like the guy out of focus comes. He just sort of materializes with the, the water. Chair. The little the kid kind of changes. I yeah, know that that scene was brilliant. That was great. I love that scene. Little subtle scares like that just mean so much more to me. And and just the the implication of so many things. That's that's one of those, um, you know, I, I one one of the other scenes in The Conjuring because The Conjuring Two I think is one of my favorite horror movies. And it's odd because it's like one of the things that was such a staple in the horror franchise for so long was that kind of twist. I know M Night yeah, really, you know, he he, he owned it. On, in a lot of stuff, but like it was always, it was always one of those little. I mean, even at the be, at the end of Friday the Thirteenth, at the end when Jason shows up out of the water, out and drags of water, the girl. Yeah. It's like there was. I mean, that's one of those kind of infamous things. Like you wait for the what's the twist? What's the ah? What's the gotcha at the end of the right. horror movie? Right. And at the end of the of the Conjuring Two, it really ends on a much more positive note. I mean, it really isn't like oh, it's the secret scare. It's like no, we scared you enough. Like the yeah. the Warrens really went out. Um, but they did, I mean, there were so many, I mean, like even the, the tall man, um, that they, that he used was an actual actor. It wasn't yeah. CG. Yeah. He was um, utilized in it chapter two yep. as well. So, I mean, there's just like, it, it feels like there's a dedication to giving people quality horror movies, um, with good stories and meaningful characters. I know they're working on a conjuring three. 
yeah. which was supposed to be pretty huge. I, I hope so. Um, I feel like I might have read that there was there interest in making a nun too. I don't know. Well, it was profitable enough. It, yeah, it made money. <laughs> it made more than any other Conjuring movie, so I so. uh, guess they kind of have to, right? I for sure wasn't a huge fan of the nun. It, it's it's what, a very scary looking character, but they it, didn't know what to do with it it's, outside of the Conjuring. It's one of those like I think if they took it and they refined it to me, if they did it similarly to how they did the Annabelle and then the Annabelle two. The scene in Conjuring two is the most horrifying thing. The nun more horrifying than anything in the nun movie. Did. Yeah. That like the scene with like Lorraine Warren and like it was going around the wall. Like, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> that really got me. There was I that mean, was in Conjuring too. So there's some really fantastic scenes in that. I like how James Wan uses um, his his monsters. Like they're like people, but with like makeup and stuff, yeah. and you never expect it. Like you got the scene in Annabelle with like with the hand, like he's controlling the puppet. Yep. You got in Insidious. You see the one monster kind of stick demon. Yeah, comes out from behind. Just oh, real, just unnerving, creepy stuff. That was, really, it's just a dude in makeup. That was one of like when Barbara Hershey looks at Patrick Wilson and she sees just enough <sighs> of the lipstick demon. Uh, it's a jump scare, but it's it like shivers it's up my fantastic. spine. Dude. It's yeah, that's a good jump scare. It's like that's where it's like okay, you know, it wasn't somebody just ah who's like yeah. no here's oh. the, that's because that it, was earned. I wish they would have named him something other than the lipstick demon. <laughs> Mary Kay's coming for you. <laughs> ah! oh, the Maybelline monster. Oddly named. <laughs> I don't know how scary lipstick really felt. Uh, you're right. That's kind of weird. But, you know, it's one of like, I appreciate, I mean, <coughs> even out. <coughs> it's okay. Have some, have some <coughs> podcast water. Have a little bit of podcast water. <laughs> Fighting off a cough here. Still waiting for them to get contact us. Nestle. <sighs> but, um. Uh, <clears throat> Even through up in, in in Insidious Four, um, that you know, and Lee Wanell, he was um, he was one of the two guys that works with uh, what's her face, Deborah something or other. I think her name was um, in, in those movies. And the old lady, the old lady. Yeah, I, I mean the story wise, I didn't care for the third one as much, but I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, in, in cultivating a, an interesting enough story to follow along with. It was watchable at least, and it uh, had a few moments. The uh, the kid. From the from the first two Insidious movies, um, he was the one um, in uh, Endgame. He was he was the kid from Iron Man three. Oh no, kidding! Tony. Yeah, that's the, the, that's the kid now. Black Iron Man. Yeah, um, but, uh, but yeah. So I mean, you, you have and I. What I like is that James Wan and all of his creations are really worth watching. But at the same time, like they're causing other people. To step it up, Andy Machete with both of the It Mama. installments. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, there's, I mean, there's just so many. All inspired by James Wan. It's yeah. all, it all branches from him. Just all like in... Steven Spielberg has all these branches, you know, like with your J.J. Abrams, and you know, maybe J.J. is like the most ex- famous example of the branch. But I mean, he's got his proteges. Hey, I mean, Kathleen you... Kennedy. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's the Sinister franchise that's been. Oh yeah, popular. yeah. Forgot about that one. Um, there's, there. I mean, there's a number of of movies that have come out in the last ten years, horror wise. That I mean, really just, um, that highlight. You know, when you when is when you're looking at these and you go back and you're looking at the movies. That, you know, 
even when you try and give because i know we do that a lot of times when we're we're looking at a large span of time it's like okay i'll go back to these movies let me try and give you that look at what was available in the 80s what could i do in the 80s mm. it's like you could still do i mean like when you compare them to like okay they were they did this in the 80s like okay you they did the last starfighter in the 80s you know it's like okay if if you could make the last starfighter in the 80s you could make jason goes to manhattan a better movie true it, it's when i was like well it's just they didn't try they didn't try they, they didn't, didn't want to spend the money they just wanted to churn out stuff that'll cheap fast i mean it has to be cheap and fast if you're going to do one a year the happy meals of horror movies yeah. that's what they were and now people want horror movies to be more valid cinema they want people to go to horror movies now just like oh is it gonna be a cheap scare it's like no this is a good movie this will you know this will entertain you it'll put you on edge and it's like i mean even the, the halloween reboot it's like they got two more of those coming out it's like people that have a connection to the source material here that want to put out a good movie they don't just want to, hey let's slap together I mean, you could you could keep i mean you keep i mean they've tried to keep making you know um jason and freddie movies um they haven't given up on them because no. again they're cheap. Yeah, and and P, I mean, now you have nostalgia value. Um, I Never just, gonna go away. Child's yeah. Play just came out on DVD. I watched that the other day, and I really enjoyed it. I liked the the new take on it. Is it one of the greatest horror movies I've ever seen? No. <laughs> Look at Pet Cemetery. We're in the land yeah. of remakes now. We're, you know, it's like what was popular back in the day. You're, exactly. We're rebooting all kinds of stuff. So, who? What do you think we have? What what holds? What hold, what is in the future? Like what's holding what what, what am I trying to say? <laughs> it's the beers and vodka, everybody. It's all right. It's all right. It's, it's... <laughs> what lies ahead for us in Ooh. the future? Look in your crystal ball. Uh, I, I think I'm I'm hoping we can continue I mean, I know we'll have we'll we'll take the Stephen King catalog and continue to remake it. I don't know how much juice um, that has left in it. I I'll be I'll be interested to see I wish they would do the stand. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about that. It's one. basically a zombie movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I I think um, I, well, and I think in that arm too. I think the continuation of of like the dark comedy, the horror comedy movies. I think we'll continue to see those. Jordan land. Peele is the future. Yeah, I think you know? uh, I think we've I think and kind of what we were talking about earlier. It's like seeing comedy directors, um, comedy actors and directors moving away from that into other areas. I think, you know, I think we'll see qualified people finding good stories to be able to tell. And, you know, and really and truly, it's like you could take Friday the 13th or you could take Nightmare on Elm Street and make a compelling movie. Mm-hmm. You have a compelling character. I mean, that's what they did with Joker. You have you have canon. I like the talented writers are now yeah. looking to horror. Well, because it is so profitable still. Yeah. It, it's going to continue to make lots of money. Warner Brothers is kind of was saved this year by horror movies. Yep. This year and last year is like their biggest movies. So they're not going to stop making them anytime soon. No. But in order for us to not get burned out, they do need to continue to be creative. They need to try new things. Uh, I, I think the one, I mean, it's, it's probably on the downslope. I would imagine it has to be. It's, it's, I mean, James Wan, I think will be the, the new, john carpenter mm. um so i can i can see him I, it'll i think we'll ride a bit of a roller coaster with him over the next decade i think yeah. some things will be good some things will be right eh, was, hits and misses but it, it's one of the longevity of something like that it especially when you're looking at it like we did with this in, in the in the scope of things 
you know, nothing gold can stay. Um, right. And even when Except you think, Marvel. <laughs> Marvel, you know. Apparently. Well, but even that you expect some point. Just the, Marvel right. zombies. Ooh, Iron Man versus zombies. That, I well, love it. They, they had a whole, I love it. They had a whole uh, comic book that was um, where all of the Marvel superheroes were zombies. Iron Man was a zombie. Spider-Man was, was a zombie. in the 2000s? Yep. So <laughs> you could have a whole zombie Remember Marvel. when Barney was a zombie? Uh, Sesame Street versus zombies. <laughs> yeah, you could... <laughs> You could zombify anything. It it works. It always works. We'll continue to have the crappy, you know, stuff. It'll it'll be interesting to see too the way the movie industry continues, how things how things like that go. I mean, I I'm I'm thinking maybe a resurgence in Satan and in scary like the haunted house type things. Maybe I could see that. Uh, I mean, Paranormal Activity kind of was like holding that up for a while. They they went they went through a big possession phase in the Exorcism movies made a big yeah, comeback in the two thousands too. Exorcism of Emily Rose, there, yeah, Haunting in Connecticut. So there was I lot. guess they already kind of had their renaissance, really. But it, it's it's one of, autopsy it, of so and so. I I think the thing is, if you take any of these movies and maybe you, aliens, maybe we could maybe we could do the alien thing. We could remake The Forgotten with Julianne Moore. Don't need to do that. That was already a great movie. <laughs> Where's my child? Um, <laughs> okay, there are some inventive your scares. Your child never existed. Inventive scares. Except for it, the aliens. I had nothing else better to do that Friday night, okay? <laughs> oh, I saw it in theaters, too. It was fun. And I just remember like, whoa, 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 whoa. So you she, weren't aghast by the... Uh, she had a kid... And nobody else was like, no, you didn't have a kid. They're like, that's I'm a lot f- of, that's odd. That's a hard thing to do to convince everybody she knows. I'm a, I had a kid and I'm going <laughs> to prove that I had a kid. And they're like, well, you know what? Aliens. Aliens. Like, <laughs> do you love how they just threw that in there? We're dealing with aliens. Is this made by the History Channel? What, what in the, the hell's world going, is going on here? <laughs> Co-produced History Channel. I thought we were trying to find that lady's kid and now there's aliens everywhere. <laughs> I think our science is mostly responsible for that. What's going on anymore? <laughs> okay, maybe aliens are yeah, out. Maybe aliens. I, I don't know. We got to think of something. Got to think of something. Scary redheaded children in a corn yep. field. That's what we're going to go with. Children of the corn. You're right. Maybe it'll just be Stephen King. Maybe it'll be Stephen King and his son will carry the mantle into the next 15 to 20 years. If if we Doctor Sleep looks like it's going to be a big hit. If we take if we take the things that he's put out. And put a qualified somebody or other with it to yeah. write it up, to shoot it. I, I, I There's enough of I mean, honestly, you could even take Maximum Overdrive and make it a fun one. Yeah. Like, Vin Diesel. Get Vin Diesel. Yeah. You could you could remake that and have it be fun. Or just get Emilio Estevez again. Get him back. Yeah. He's, he's probably doing anything. If he's not doing a Mighty Ducks remake. Which we probably need one of them. Gordon Bombay. Bring back Coach Bombay. <laughs> Ooh, Mighty Ducks Maximum Overdrive. Ooh. With zombies. I'd watch the crap out of that. All right, that was a fun conversation. It was. That was our uh, evolution of horror movies. The evolution. I think we pinpointed all the all the trends. Uh, if we left anything out, let us know. Or don't. Tell us our shortcomings. Of many which we have. Yeah. <laughs> if you have the We've time. sat here and, and painstakingly discussed <laughs> horror movies for a couple of hours. All of the places we missed, why don't you go ahead and point them out to us? Cause I dare you. I mean, we're, in, we're infallible. 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 
Okay, well that brings us up to the closing segment, the post credit scenes. Oh, post credit scene. nailed it. Post credit scenes. Yes. And what and what have we decided to do for post credit scenes? Uh, I believe it's what. You haven't seen that. What you haven't seen that. Well, I haven't picked a movie for that. Why don't you tell me yours? Oh, uh, because um, yeah, and we, we, I think we had said we were gonna do something scary. Yeah, or, you're right. You're right. Because I, I was one of, as I was going through, I pulled up a, a list of 150 of the best horror movies. Yeah. And I had seen a good many of them. Yes. So it was when I was like, oh, this is going to be kind of hard. Like, I really don't want to go watch, like, The Curse of Chucky. <laughs> that wasn't like, what? You haven't seen The Curse of Chucky? It's like, well, I own it. I just haven't watched it yet. Um, so good, I'm, call. I'm, good call. I'm going with The Strangers with oh, uh, okay. Scott Speedman and uh, Liv Tyler. That's kind of a, that's a genre we sort of left out, you know, like yeah. the, th- like things going out and on. And yeah. say, well, it's sort of like a stepchild of yeah. the rural yeah. hauntings, that kind of thing. I had never seen it. I picked it up this afternoon. Strangers. Well, it looks good. And I, I think I've seen it, but I don't remember it so long. I think they made a sequel to it not too long ago. How memorable that was. Um, let's see. What movie shall I choose from my list? My list. You have seen Ernest Scared Stupid, right? Because if not, I highly recommend. I'm going to pick Psycho 2. Ooh. Nothing like the book, I can tell you that, because I read the book. You did? Yeah. Pretty good? Uh, From what I remember of the book, I really enjoyed it, but it was nothing like the movie. Yeah, it was a pretty big box office hit, and uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see that, because I have never... Oh, there was one other movie, too, that I was looking at here that might be interesting. Which one was that? Well, I was thinking about... Where'd it go? <laughs> dead Zone. The Dead Zone? I haven't seen The Dead Zone. <clears throat> and it has Christopher Walken in it, which is like you have an opportunity to talk about Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Hey, how are you? <laughs> But no, I want to stick with my Psycho 2. I'm going to stick with Psycho 2. That's going to be my pick. All right. So Psycho 2, The Strangers, strangers and uh, the Halloween fun's not going to stop. We're going yeah. to have uh, the White Machete in for a bonus episode, we which I assume horror. will probably air after this one, so I can safely say that. We're going to talk about um, – well, I'll just save that for when she gets here. And uh, I hopefully we'll have enough time to pick – you know, 10 great scary movies. Yeah, we'll, we may. Maybe, maybe right around Halloween we'll have time for that. Yep. So, you know, we haven't, uh, we haven't yet, we have just started be, to talk about Shocktober. Shocktober. <laughs> Shocktober. I don't know. I want to have a boombox and I want to be in a club and I want to have <laughs> What else does Shaq love? I want 10 foot <laughs> That's the best Shaquille O'Neal ever. I need heating pads for my back. <laughs> a trail of gold bond medicated. It's like a Icy stupid hot. cross between like Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal. I'm calm alone. That's terrible. It's terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. You know, I give credit to Shaq. You can actually understand him a lot better than you used to be able to. Oh, Shaq's fantastic. He's a wonderful man. Shack Attack is back. That's been our episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Check us out on YouTube if you're only listening to us. We do have a video channel on YouTube.com. YouTube. YouTube. You can find us Cinemasters episodes there uh, where you can see our 
made for the radio faces. Yes. But, you know, it's fun to sometimes see who we're, you know, if you want to match the the voice with the face, then here you go. This ep- this episode will be particularly good for you. You can, you can watch me... Uh, um, hacking up a lung. Hacking up a lung and, <laughs> uh, and bitterly lose my crown. Oh, that did feel a bit uncomfortable. I, were, I, fa- I felt like you getting I, angry with me, I, like for pulling no, this. I, I failed. <laughs> I was angry to myself. I was like, I'm failing at this. I'm failing uh, miserably at this. I'm gonna get. You're gonna get even with me. <laughs> all right. They were all multiple choice. This next time we do it, the trivia will be all German movies. All name the answer. No From multiple choice. From the 1920s. <laughs> all movies about the human centipede. How <sighs> much do you know about the third human centipede movie? <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to fail. But I am the champion for the <laughs> you now. You are the champion. I, I am the new champion. I, I will wear the championship belt with pride or the crown or whatever it is, the scepter, the trophy. I'm I'm going to carry the that. The amulet. Thing. The amulet. The amulet of victory. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining. I've been Ron Avis. I've been Adam Peterson. <laughs>